Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet Tim Allen on a user's guide to home improvement tonight. That's right. It's grunt work. Buzz, nuts, plunk, cars, trunk, get trunk down. L Pals Fan Club. Don't forget, son. Sprat's the old one. Knee fucked. Tim sucked. Mark wasted. Just erased. Disgraced. And Randy smart thinks grows up. Jill's a new shrink. Benny's a dink. Blow his aunt's house clean. Get a machine going for a tool time show. And a Halloween's a glowing. Wilson's dictated till he's get gets Tim straighted, only to have his words twisted and desecrated, and Al lifts our morale, and that's all. We just had the podcast to entertain y'all. <laughs> On Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement, but doesn't say goodbye, it says, see you soon. I am your host, Landon Solano, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Truman Caps. Truman, it's good to see you. Landon, it's good to see you, too. It's good to be free of nicknames, isn't it? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I, I also, I look, and, and that rap, which I definitely recognize from a Girl Talk remix, um, I, I, think that, um, I think that the amount of time that you put into stringing together all those lyrics, making them fit uh, both the, the reality of the show and the reality of the beat... Uh, is more effort than was put into, say, a certain live special that we watched for this episode. <laughs> oh man, um, let's. Where do we go with this? This is English. an episode of grunt work which we haven't done in a long time. I feel kind of tepid, a little, little hesitant and nervous about reapproaching home improvement content. So I don't even know where to start here. You know, it is, it is weird to come back. I mean, it's so, it's so fucked for our closure to, to be coming back to it this way to, to be like, I know it feels kind of appropriate in a weird way, but uh huh. I, I, I mean, in that we, in that we did something in the wrong way, uh, to create op to create optimal content. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, I, I, I went into this thinking like, Okay, great. This is going to be kind of a good way to get back in the swing of home improvement as we go into the super spectacular and really finish this baby out. And what I got instead was a tribute to home improvement that I think doesn't give a very good impression of what home improvement actually (laughs) was. Interesting. I I have a very important question I want to ask you about that in a second. But um, as you were talking, I realized we probably need to give people an idea of what this is that we watched. Because I don't think it's available on like wherever home improvement is streaming. I'm wondering how many people actually encounter this nowadays. So did did neither of us Google it to see if if you can find it on YouTube or some shit like that? I guess I could do that right now. My computer is right here. Uh, I also have a computer, and I can also do it. It does not seem like you can find video of it. If you if you like us invested in the DVDs. Oh wait, no, never mind. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's all on YouTube. But it yeah, is. scratch okay. that. Okay, okay. So it's youtubecom slash watch question mark v equals underscore x v o. Well, that's a capital. Okay, and it's a v. Never mind. Uh, just just Google it. You'll find it right there. The whole thing's online. Well, the the and the title of it is Tim Allen presents dash a user's guide to home improvement. Yeah. Well, the the YouTube the YouTube actually is a colon, but it'll you'll get there either way. 
What? Okay, I, I want you to just give a brief <laughs> synopsis, I guess, of what this is, so that we we can have a bring our listeners in onto kind of the the vibe we're dealing with here. Uh, okay, so uh, the year is two thousand three. Uh, Home improvement has been off the air for over three years. And uh, Tim Allen, Richard Karn, and Debbie Dunning present a live stage show in front of a theater full of a thousand or more people in which they mainly watch clips from episodes of Home Improvement. So it's basically a clip show plus Tim doing a couple of light stand-up bits. Uh, yes. And you know what? I think this is kind of... A great way. I, I think we're gonna find that this is gonna be a great way to end the show because okay, this be, hear me out. This was released in two thousand three, following yes. the not Galaxy Quest, but the kind of string of movies we had talked about being derailed by nine eleven <laughs> and the kind of weird area it put Tim Allen's career. Um, so this is Tim Allen, movie star Tim Allen, reapproaching his TV show by utilizing his live stage act that he got the show because of. So it synthesizes literally everything we've touched on on this show. And in all the worst ways, it's it's him it's him using his his stand-up and mugging ability, which we've never been particularly fond of, in order to reflect on Moments from Home Improvement that it seems like he personally curated, and it they give okay. a pretty unfortunate perspective on on what what he seems to remember or thinks is best about the show. I, I yeah, I have no insight into that. Um, I wonder. Actually, I'm going to look to see if uh, there are any trivia on this on the IMDb page. I would doubt it, but... You know, a, um, a lot of podcasts, we do this oh, research before we record it, but I know. no, not here. <laughs> you know, you feel this crackling excitement as I'm doing it in the moment. There is one piece of trivia for this. Oh, yes. You ready? Are you, yeah. are you sitting down, Truman? I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm sitting down, and I'm holding onto my butt, and I'm preparing to have my mind blown. <laughs> is your mind in your butt? I, yeah, I've had my head up my ass for years. After all these years, we learned that where those legs go all the way up to. It's your mind. <laughs> yeah, my mind is the nega ass. Uh, okay, but uh, t- so call back. So okay, t- tell me, tell me, what's the what's this mind blowing trivia? Okay, here we go. The IMDb trivia for Tim Allen presents a user's guide to home improvement. Included as a bonus disc, a bonus on disc four of the Buena Vista Home Entertainment complete eighth season DVD set of Home Permit. Holy shit! That's how <laughs> I watched it. Amazing. <laughs> oh yeah! Um, wow! Wow! So I have a, a deep question I want to ask you, but I I think mm. I think I want to bury it for a minute uh, and <sighs> and dig that bone out when we're. Getting Easy. a little deeper into the episode. Easy, dude. Don't talk about digging out a bone after after how that, like that is that is basically what every clip it, that they show <laughs> is about. I don't need to hear you going down that road. Uh, where do you want to Where do you want to begin with this? You want to talk I, a little bit about the the st- stage, like what what we're seeing on the stage, 
Because they're doing this in front of a live, massive audience. It's so many people. Can, I, can we talk? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the stage, but we need to talk about the audience because they're the people who okay. I feel for the most. Um, but yes, this is this was filmed at, uh, at the Wadsworth Theater, which is a historic live theater in West L.A. And mm-hmm. um, it's massive i mean it's got a balcony and and floor seats and everything uh, as as we see through crane shots but so they have a set which is the tool time set basically uh, as we remember it from the show and then on either side of the stage are massive screens uh but so when tim and yeah like the, the show starts with debbie dunning coming out and introducing tim the tool man taylor and it's like a tool time episode. Tim and Al come out and start doing bits, and he's added more power to a circuit breaker box. And then Al is, you know, he says, Al, why don't you connect those two wires? I don't think so, Tim. Who wants to see Al connect those wires? Who wants to see Tim connect those wires? And people are going nuts. Uh, and and at, <laughs> at, at, at this point, at, at this point, it's, I'm... Cr- it's, it's as cringy as it sounds. You know, look, y- y- yes, it is cringy kind of cringy but first this is the least this as you find out as you keep watching this is actually the least cringy part of the, of the entire thing <laughs> also though as this as this bit goes on and i kind of am getting used to the fact that like okay it's home improvement but with audience participation great but then as i watch them go i start to think you know what honestly though this show is so broad and slapstick that it kind of works almost with with a body audience. It's, it's like a vaudeville show. You know what? It has a weird parallel to, and we we've mentioned this on the show before. Uh, another show that went live and had much success was Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm, yes, yes, of course, of course. I didn't Pee Wee's. Didn't it start as a live thing, and then the show came from that? Uh, I I don't know the specific history. I know there was a live character. I don't know if the whole playhouse was live before the show, but he definitely yeah. took the show and made you know Cherry and um, all the other characters uh, uh, you know live. Um, you know, brought the whole set to a stage production. Yeah, and I mean, and and either way, regardless of what order it was done in, it's like a format that works both on TV yeah. and in front of a big interactive crowd. Yeah. And I, I kind of agree with you. I'm like, oh, this is tool, tool time. I don't know about all of Home Improvement, but Tool Time, at least, feels like it would work. Because, I mean, it's a TV show anyway, so you're just kind of like slightly transmorgifying the, the fourth wall from being a audience on TV that we, the real audience, is watching to just removing that and us being the real audience watching Tool Time. Uh, yeah, it's 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 one one more or one less layer of meta-ness. I can't I, I can't, can't quite tell like, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which way it goes? Look, I I no, I honestly I really agree with you. I think that the it you could kind of this could work as a stage show if you kind of took the mantle of totally tool time or framed it up that way, where it's like there's tool time mm-hmm. segments that we're watching and then it's like, okay, and we're, we're going to commercial and there's like crew members walking around and like uh-huh. Jill is there. And there's like, uh-huh. so you, you see on Truman. stage them, them dealing with, you know, these backstage issues. And then they go back to on to segments just, where there's you, you structure this like my favorite play of all time. You do a noises, noises off. off. Yeah. yeah. Where the, the tool time episode is happening in front of the audience. And then you have the kind of secret play going on in the background with, with Jill and the boys or whoever, uh, 
whoever is going to be part of that story. Shit yeah. going wrong behind the scenes and shit going wrong in front of the scenes because of what's going wrong behind the scenes. Yeah, and I think it would I think it could work really well because also the the kind of big set piece pratfalls of, you know, oh, something elect some electrical thing throwing off sparks or like this or that. Like you could I don't know. I mean, obviously that's on some level technically difficult, but also how different is that from like a Penn and Teller magic show or something where there's these big right. elaborate yeah. props that are mechanized that go crazy and do things. Like that's all uh, that's also something that is just good as kind of like a source of building tension or like leading up to a big joke. That there's like some thing on stage and ongoing debates about, you know, when is it going to get plugged in and what's going to happen when it does? Right. And he's about to plug it in and then someone comes in and says something and it gets forgotten. Like I, this could work on stage. And the more that I'm talking about it, the more I'm getting hyped up about it and the madder okay. I am that this is not that. <laughs> Well, then I have to ask you a note, a question that I have in my notes is, would you have liked to have been in the audience for this special? Uh, this is a thing that I've been thinking about. This is the thing I've been thinking about a lot because I could see myself if, if podcasts were around in the 90s and we were our age and then I don't know, I don't know how like temporally this would really work out, but I could see myself seeing that that was going to happen and being like, oh, hell yeah, assuming it's going to be like a tool time stage show in, yeah. in my in my wild optimism and buying a ticket and going like I, I would totally buy a ticket for what I th for for that version that would live in my head <laughs> and then I would be in the audience being more and more disappointed as I realized what I was actually yeah. getting I, I feel like I would have uh, a ticket would be wasted on me I, I feel the same way about you I would 100% go I'd almost feel obligated to uh, sure. After like if this if this uh, special was being put on right now after we've done all of home improvement, you know, and the minutia of eight years with it or seven years with it, uh, like I would feel obligated to go. It, it would but be wrong not to. It would be a betrayal my, of our audience. My reaction to it sitting in the theater, unlike the people who just kind of enthusiastically laugh at everything and. We've talked a little bit about what it feels like to be in a live audience where Ugh. they're just like I, f I almost feel like you're constantly being pumped with oxygen so that you <laughs> react more freely to how they want you to react. Y you, you, are, you laugh at stupid shit. Yeah, you you are a mountain and and your laughter is the coal inside you and the people <laughs> running the show will dynamite you to get it out of yeah. there. They they there's yeah. a resource that is being extracted from you. <laughs> yes. Um so I, I feel like my reaction to this whole – if sitting in the audience to this would be like sitting in the Golden Globes with Ricky Gervais hosting. Oh. <laughs> like <laughs> just kind of my arms crossed and my tongue, you know, kind of going across my teeth with a, you know, kind of guarded grin on my face like, okay, you're, you're, you're doing it. This is what we're doing. Okie dokie. Here we go. <laughs> Give me what I, I you got. Just as as this unfolded, and I I came to understand what they were really doing here. I I could only think of the people in the audience who like got a babysitter for the night. They <laughs> they you know drove from like Torrance up up to West L.A. They like got a nice dinner. You know oh, we're gonna go see yeah yeah t live thing with Tim Allen. We love Tool Time or and and Home Improvement. You know it's been off the air for a couple years. This is gonna be great. You know they've. You know, you and your wife, you put on your nice clothes, you go in there, you sit down, 
and you basically N- get nice a- clothes. Nice clothes. Everyone was wearing flannels. Uh, yeah, nice, nice clothes, man. They they dressed. <laughs> they they they're all cosplaying as Al. Oh, okay. but to to go to go and then you're just you've gone to this historic theater built in 1939 and sitting with all these people to just watch Tim Allen introduce clips from a show that went off the air three years ago and all of those clips are either about him and Patricia Richardson about to have sex or just about his character's dick and balls. <laughs> and then, and then like, well, it, it ends and then you just I drive home and go back to your life. Like, oh, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we supported live theater in the community. Okay. You, you just, you, you identified a new question. I want a, a different, uh, another question I want to ask you. But yeah. I also want to hold off on asking you that a little bit later. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Tantric questions. This is great. So okay, we speaking of tantric, we paused right before you kind of transitioned into what this <laughs> was going to become. You you said they're doing the tool time bit about turning the circuit breaker on, and they're going back and forth talking to the audience. Do you want Al to do it? Do you want Tim to do it? What happens? And then Tim is about to throw the switch, but he goes. But I'm not Tim Taylor, and that's not Al Borland, and that's not Heidi. No, that's that's Debbie Dunning, and that's Richard Karn, and I'm, you know, and I'm Tim Allen, and this is a tool time user's guide, and I'm just and it's like, okay, what so <laughs> all right. Th- thanks. Thanks for for kind of breaking kayfabe there. Um <laughs> in and, the most awkward way possible. Yeah, and and God. Can you imagine like Kiss coming out on stage? And going, <laughs> <laughs> everyone want to rock? Well, just just kidding. This we, this isn't actually the spaceman. You know, this isn't the demon. Uh, and he just you know t- steps forward, wiping the makeup off his face. <laughs> going, My name's actually Gene, and that's Paul over there. <laughs> we want to tell you a little bit about our time on the road. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, I know, I know, you're all really excited to see the Lion King live, but actually, I'm not a gazelle, and that's not a zebra. We are a bunch of Juilliard dropouts in the touring cast. Oh man, it's they—they they have the audience. <laughs> like it's almost, it's almost like. I don't know, it's like that Tim Heidecker special that you sent me the video about where he, like, he goes out specifically in character, like, I'm Tim Heidecker, but he's presenting himself as a shitty right-wing comedian who, like, blows all his lines. It's like, it's like every opportunity where you could be set, it's, like, almost intentionally bad. It's, like, anti-comedy to just be like, okay, we've created a fun vibe, we've set up this concept of, like, we're gonna see this thing sparking and... The one of these people getting electrocuted. Who's it going to be? We the audience get to choose. Uh, oh no, we're not doing that. Oh, we're oh okay. We're ju- we're just going to watch clips from the show. <laughs> we yeah. we're going to sit in this theater and watch bi- like clips, old clips from a four three aspect ratio sitcom on on gigantic screens while Tim Allen kind of watches with us. I okay. Uh, I'm going to ask this question now. Um, just an because I'm curious, <laughs> I, I, there's some things I want to spring on you, uh, on, on you and our listeners. And there's some things I feel like we got to set the stage to track through this thing. Of course. Um, okay, everyone, this is Richard Karn, the new host of family feud that really dates it. Um, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. He still is the host, right? Did anything change? <laughs> uh, what? 
may what do you oh, I okay how do I want to phrase this how do you want to there's phrase also this? Casey Sander playing rock on music yeah he's he's like they introduce him that he's DJing for them he says like one thing in the entire night and like he he plays some royalty free rock music oh, yeah. at one point to soundtrack another long series of clips of Tim in cars but well, that's it I I feel like Casey Sander has far more to do in this because he's on stage all of the time at least and tim can kind of riff off him uh every know? once in a while well, um, every once one time he riffs off of him my question is about richard karn <laughs> yeah man yeah this is like this isn't a stage show this is a hey richard do you want to come and i'll introduce you as al borland and then quickly pull the rug out from underneath that and you know introduce you as Richard Karn and then you walk off stage and we never see you again <laughs> well no he comes back out on stage at one point to even though he's Richard Karn basically play Al and talk about how you insulted my mother here and my mother oh, yeah, here right. and my mother here and Tim going it, Al or, or Richard it was just a TV show your mother wasn't real well I love my imaginary mother so it's like we're going to introduce Richard Karn as the real person, not the actor, but you're still going to be portrayed as a mama's boy who's the butt of every joke. And it's like, that's just, that's just a shot. Like, shots fired at Richard Karn here. Has the man not suffered enough? I So, yeah, that's kind of what I want to get to is like, I, I, okay, I assume this is filmed in one night. I, this isn't like stop making sense where there's, <laughs> you know. Months of rehearsal, and then they have to film it twice over two nights for four different recordings. And <laughs> someone someone throws a big inflatable grunt creep at the stage in one shot, but you never see it land. <laughs> yeah, at the, at the... <laughs> someone throws a red hat on stage, red tool time hat, and he's wearing the tool time hat. And he looks um, at it, he's like, "I'm gonna build a political persona around this hat." Oh, um, um, yeah. Okay, so have you? You've done a tiny bit of stage acting, you said. <laughs> a, t- a tiny bit, yes. A little a little minuscule bit. Okay. As a I, kid. As a kid. So, if you're in a long... If you're in a you know an hour-long production, there are going to be scenes where you are needed, and there are going to be scenes where you're not. Mm-hmm. And those scenes where you're not, you're just kind of sitting backstage waiting for your next scene. Yes. And that's the mindset that I'm trying to step into Richard Carn's experience for here. <laughs> It's like yeah. there's a 20 minute stretch between the opening of this thing and the next time he's needed. And what what what's he doing back there? What's what's his what's going through his head? What made him say yes to this? I, I'm hoping that what made him say yes to this was a big check. I, I hope it was like a bunch. I hope it was so much money that he didn't have to work again until a dog for Christmas. Um, wait, shit, this was probably, like, this was after he made Most Vertical Primate, though, right? So... Uh, that is correct, yep. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I mean, look, maybe, like, I think 20 minutes backstage in, at that point in time was probably about the amount of time you needed to send one T9 text to the director of Most Vertical Primate asking if there's going to be a Most Vertical Primate 3 in which you will be cast. Um, Uh uh-huh. I mean, I, I, so I expect it's that. I don't know, unless it's him and Debbie Dunning making small talk and catching up on what, what they've been up to the past three years. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's just, it's, it seems, his, his absence here feels cringy. I've never seen something absent make me feel cringe. I, 
it's really, yeah, it's the, um, I don't know, it's the notes you don't play that really, <laughs> <laughs> that really do it. Yeah, it, it's, I, the, the, the structure of this and just the very nature of it is so weird and kind of cobbled together and incomplete that it feels like it could only be something that Tim Allen pulled together with no oversight. I feel like a a uh-huh. professional producer, like obviously there were producers involved in the simple putting on of the show and the logistics of it, but there was not like a content producer up yeah. top saying I, like, I agree here's with what you. we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the, the Tim Allen presents part of the title. And I, I, I want to earmark that and return to it maybe a little bit later in this episode. That might be one of the questions I have. But um, what what's... Okay, so we've mentioned this is basically him presenting clips. What is... Uh, take us through him transitioning us into the first bit of clips and what the first bit of clips are all about. Is he, he, he introduces the concept of a, a user's guide to home improvement. Uh, like, it's... I guess it's like a manual. He he starts out by just kind of isn't that kind of antithetical to his whole like deal? Men don't yes. need instructions. Yes, exactly. He tries to kind of join this I don't know. He 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 starts off, I don't know. He throws us to they they throw us to some initial clip from the show. I don't even really remember what it is. I didn't write that much that it, much I stuff I have down. it playing in the background as usual and it it says uh you know, turn to turn to page 78 of your user manual and um it says the best conductors of electricity are copper and Tim Tim. Tim. And yeah. And then it's just, that's the setup for a few clips of Tim getting electrocuted. (laughs) So he, he's set up this concept of, you know, you know, men love manuals or the manual is the thing that you don't read. And we've got the manual for home improvement, which is just a, a very thin premise to kind of, segue between a bunch of really well-worn stand-up bits that that he mm-hmm. has and i mean it's like you see echoes of that like the the books that he's written which admittedly you have you've read i have not but it seems I've like the one book, of them, yeah. they they all tend to just be uh kind of lists of things like a a a you know, parable or an aphorism. Yeah, parable isn't the right word, but like a, a slogan or something, a thing about men and masculinity, and then a few sentences explaining what that means, and then on to the next one. And that's also kind of what the book he writes on the show in our favorite episode, Home Alone, seems to be. Fuck it's like, episode. you know, you don't know true nope, fear until your father <laughs> there's no or clips something. Of, there's no clips of that in this uh, this special, thank God, but... Uh, yeah, you know, you'd... You, yeah, you'd oh, wait, you'd there think, is! Wait, there, there is. I think does. Isn't there a clip of him talking into the tape recorder? I don't think there's a clip of him talking to the tape recorder. Mm. I, I wish that. I wish that it was like. And page seventy-seven of your handbook. Sometimes men like to pretend that pencils are rocket ships, <laughs> and then it's just that clip <laughs> again and again for seven minutes. All right, but he, let's. But so, so okay. He, he's using he is using the manual as a means to kind of go between a bunch of, you know, stand-up bits, and then he will cue some clips from home improvement that are relevant to that. And then he'll usually come back from them with one or two anecdotes about the show. And I I, I want to talk Well, coming back from the first set of clips, we're back on stage with Tim, Debbie Dunning and, and Richard Karn have left. 
and it's and he starts talking about the show's early years and the reviews that it was getting. Do you want to talk? Do you, can we can we touch on this for a second? I I, I don't want to skip that far ahead that fast. I, I okay okay. Want to do really, our due okay. diligence? Okay okay. This no, is the end of it. grunt work. I want to go through these clips. Okay. Uh, wow, we're I, actually I going through the clips. Okay. Well, I think it's a good opportunity to revisit things on the show through our own lens. Yeah. Uh, that you know we didn't necessarily get to do yet and we've had some time away from it. I'm I'm personally just curious how you felt about some of these things. Do you find them funny out of context or you know putting yourself back in the mindset of first watching it? So let's just we don't have to like dwell on them, but let me run through a few of the big ones and I just kind of want to get your your reactions as I go through them. Yeah, yeah, no. I got you know, I got it up on screen right now, so let's go let's go for it. Okay. So the the first kind of set of uh, clips he's going to show is about the best conductors of electricity or copper and Tim Taylor, which is all about Tim getting hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. w- we start with uh, the potato and the lamp on Tool yeah. Time. Yeah, classic. Uh, early, which is early episode. A, a season one or two episode, right? Yeah, no, I think it's season one. Yeah. Um, what? Okay, and then we transition to. There's a lot of clips from the pilot here where uh, he's, you know, doing the dishwasher with Mark uh, shirtless and shirt <laughs> shirtless. Um, the you know the sander on tool time. That might be it. Unless it's, I'm it's, forgetting something. No, it's just it's just two clips. It's him. It's him getting electrocuted. Uh, it's it's him getting electrocuted with the potato and the lamp, and then it's him getting electrocuted trying to swap out the dishwasher, and then that's that. And then it just cuts to sort of a weird montagey thing of like opening credits stuff. Um, Got it. How, yeah. how did that make you feel? What what did it? I don't know. Was I, it nostalgic I was at all for you? You know, I. I don't know if that's made me nostalgic. Like I've been watching older episodes that I liked a lot, and those have been kind of making me nostalgic. These aren't clips from episode. I mean, I guess that one is from the pilot, but I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know what it made me feel really, because it's like <laughs> I guess I should celebrate these clips because these are kind of the most family friendly, shall we say, of the clips that are that are screened. But um I don't know. It gave me an appreciation for the effects on the show, for their ability to shoot mm-hmm. off a shower of sparks. Um and I yeah. guess it, Yeah. And it gave me and it gave me appreciation for Tim Allen's ability to play guy who just got electrocuted. He he <laughs> I mean, the the way that, like, when he gets shocked with the potato and the lamp, that he just immediately, yeah. it's on the tool time set, he immediately grabs his coat and just walks right off stage. It's like, okay, that's a choice. That's interesting. See, that's, you know, going through his movies and, like, hearing about the ad-libs and the physical comedy that he, he did on those. Yeah, inspired there, stuff. There's a, a interesting divide when we talk about his physical comedy, which is when it has a purpose, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Uh, when he's left to his own devices, it's really obnoxious and moronic. <sighs> Fuck. That, that's going to be the name of his next stand-up special. Tim Allen left to his own devices, and it's just him talking about the different power tools that men want to be left alone with. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Copyright. Co- buy the concept from me, Tim. Looks like I hold all the cards now. You want to make your big comeback? You got to pony up. Um, yeah, so that I, I agree with you that that potato bit is is really funny, um, and it got me to chuckle. I don't know, like the fact that we aren't, uh, you know, dicing up every episode into its minutia 
allows me to to kind of take these little morsels um, without the the contextual dose of Tim that we always get with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the the added. Con- I mean, the lack of context both helps in some ways and then yeah. hurts in others as we as yeah. we get deeper into this. It's true. It's true. All right, so we come out of that. You're right. We get a little, uh, little intro, and then we're back with uh, Tim. And Tim has completely shed the Tim Taylor persona at this point. He's he's just in a, you know, uh, middle aged man sweatshirt and black jeans. Yeah, exactly. I, he he gets a wardrobe change, uh, but not Richard Carn. Richard Carn remains in flannel. Same that with, is the only thing that same he wears. with Rock. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And also, it seems weird because the one time he interacts with the the K&B guy who played Rock or well, the 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 guy the guy playing Rock, I don't know, Rock. That's all his name is. The Casey one time Zander, he interacts yeah. with him, it seems like that guy is still in character as the K&B dude. <laughs> it's from confusing as Home shit. Improvement. Yes. So it's like <laughs> I look honestly, this is on some level, this is sort of Galaxy Quest. I mean, it's this guy <laughs> Trapped between the character he played and him, his real wait, self. Wait, 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 wait. Do you think Tim Allen? <laughs> do you think Tim Allen put on this special in hopes <laughs> that he would get Galaxy Quested in real life? I mean, yeah, he's he's just yeah, he's he's hoping that it's like oh, why why aren't the Thermians coming? It's he's, been a few years. I can't keep waiting. <laughs> he he has put together a situation in which there are masses of Home Improvement fans dressing up like Home Improvement characters, <laughs> the way yeah. that Galaxy Quest characters were dressing up at the conven- fan convention for Galaxy Quest. Yeah, yeah. A, a gigantic lawnmower crashes into the theater <laughs> at the very end, and a bunch of Tim Allen aliens come out. Oh, you're our last hope. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I don't know if now is They're all the walking time. backwards. Cause <laughs> no. Otherwise, they're going to suck your brain out. <laughs> Uh god. Um okay, like is 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 it, could, there's there is the elephant in the room of grunting. Do we want to save this until we are we going to try and talk about the grunt count or should we talk about this now? I I was curious. I you know, the grunt count has always been your thing and I've just been here to support it. So let me set you up and I'll ask you. Did you count the grunts for this episode? Well, I mean, I didn't count the grunts in the clips because those grunts have already been done and redos don't count. Tim does not grunt in any of the live segments, which is just... He he elicits grunts out of others. Yes. Well, yeah, when when we're first panning over the audience, there are people who are both doing the Arsenio arm movement, but grunting, which is... (laughs) I think we've joked about this a lot, about the people on... What a conflation of 90s. Yeah, I know. It all it, it like that they 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 were swimming in the same waters. But Tim never grunts, which is just like it's insane because his whole stand-up act was anchored around grunting. Grunting is mm-hmm. what got him the show, and I just love that he got so sick of doing it that not only did he stop doing it on Home Improvement, but then in this 3 years later retrospective look back clip show on home improvement where he is working a full crowd at one point in character as Tim he doesn't grunt it's just <laughs> now okay i'm going to ask you to to step back into that hypothetical scenario of you paying for a ticket to see yeah. the show <laughs> yeah no absolutely and, let's return to this and, and tim does not grunt do you <laughs> ask for your money back 
<laughs> you know, I or, or does that at least elicit a review on Yelp? I, I mean, I mean, look, well, I mean, is was there Yelp in 2003? Did they have it? I'm, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about, I'm just thinking about again the drive home with with you know wh- whoever my wife is in this scenario and just like the, the kind of long silence and just honey, honey, are you okay? And just like long silence. He didn't even grunt, Catherine. He didn't <laughs> grunt once. <laughs> how how much do you think the tickets cost? A lot, I bet. I I mean, what were they a lot or were they free? This is what I was debating the whole time. Like, how is this how is this promoted to people? And is it like we just need yeah, butts in it's, seats? It's, it can't be free because you can't give a free ticket away to someone that you then ask to dress up. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, maybe they gave away um, free unless, flannel. Unless, the, unless they had boxes of flannels that they're like, we're going for a theme, here's a flannel, just wear it through the show, and then, like, 3D glasses, please deposit it back in this box on your way out the door. <laughs> they're so they're so cheap that they don't, they don't even let you keep the flannel. It's like, no, we're going to return these flannels that a million people were sweating into during the show um because you know the ac was probably broken in this old theater i i i don't know because it it's it's like i don't know how much draw tim allen has in 2003 i don't know how much draw home improvement yeah, has it's a good in question 2003 can you get we, a thousand we... people we weren't in a 2000. This, this is almost a 2000 seater really? uh, theater. And wow. um, we weren't steeped in the culture of nostalgia in 2003. So it's a good question. I don't, I don't know. And I don't know that we'll ever know. I, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find a way to connect nine 11 to this as well. Not, not in that anyone, anyone involved in this was involved in the planning of nine 11. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd have to look at the full credits to make that determination. But I, I just like was it just people were still so desperate to laugh? Like was like was there a just we needed something, anything to hold on to in these early something years of familiar. the war on terror? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we wanted I don't to know. go back to something. There's this is an IKEA theory. <laughs> it's put, put I, it together I, if you want to. Bringing, having flashbacks to our first season. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it looks a little something like this. <laughs> Boy, boy, it makes me more self-conscious about every time I've made that joke to then see that joke be kind of the the linchpin running gag of this entire uh, special. Yeah, you want to? Okay, so let's let's bring people into <laughs> why that is a joke and not just me being uh, an idiot. Uh, we come back from the first clip show and the first, I guess, commercial break or whatever the fuck it was that needed an intro here, and we got Tim in his sweater. And he's doing his life shtick, uh, you know, stand-up shtick to people. Um, you want to take us through that and then how he gets us into further clips? Well, so is his first is his first bit of live shtick where it's him talking about how the show initially <clears throat> wasn't uh, uh, wasn't going to be a hit, like uh, or like yeah. how how it yes. got bad reviews? Yes, this is great. This is really fun. This is it's just so it's so so good. We come back from the clips of him getting. Uh, getting electrocuted and yeah he's on stage just sort of talking about he starts off with a couple of his stand-up lines which are just observations about men and how men are a certain way but then he starts talking about how when home improvement was first on how the critics didn't like the show there was a certain 
newspaper, I'm not going to name names, but it was the New York Times, said that the show wasn't going to last. Uh, oh, man. Oh, how did I let that slip? Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, I'm watching this. I'm like, this is a Trump rally, except less funny. That's basically it. He's just, he's just going through his grievances with the lamestream media and the New York Times underestimating him. <laughs> Which Ugh. is, it's such a weird, like, it's not a good look under any circumstances to be yeah. doing that. But then it's especially not a good look three years after your show went off the air to be <laughs> dredging it up. Like, okay, man, just, just, no. Um, so, but the, yeah, then he, uh, then he just... Go, you know, but the the segue then is them saying the this show can't last more than a few episodes because how much stuff can this idiot blow up? And you know, well, it looked a little. Well, let me answer. It looks a little something like this, and then it goes to just a bunch of clips of times that <laughs> he does Tim a, blew stuff up. He kind of does a windmill thing with both of his hands and points at a screen off to the side of the stage, which doesn't look like the audience can even see it. <laughs> The 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 way that they keep going back to it looks a little something like this. It's like them trying to make a joke out of the fact that this is just basically a clip show live on stage, and it's like, dude, don't you you can't laugh this one off. You you charged people money to come to this. <laughs> it's. I, do you think they even had a conversation about well, how, it's a live show. How do we do transitions? Yeah, I. I, I I don't know. I think do we do we get costumes and have have people come in dressed as the anthropomorphized home improvement logo and hook a cane around my neck and yank me out off the stage. I look. Can can I can I be can I be for real with you right now? Can I be totally yeah. real? I wish they had contacted us to make this show because we would to we we would have done that we would have had people in costumes like dancers in costumes dressed as the transitions hauling individual pizza pieces of the sets away and pulling in new ones and it would be representational and it would be really bold and daring and it would be good i think <laughs> i think Christ. that would be so good i want to <laughs> I do i think uh I think the New York Times would have something different to say about that. You know what? Screw the phony New York Times and actually bo- both 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 in a joking way and actually in a serious way because their opinion page sucks and their coverage is often bad. But I, I no, I think that would be that would at least be something. That would be very interesting and a bold move. I want to do a staged version of Home Improvement now more than I have ever wanted to do a live show for our own podcast. <laughs> but um but yeah. also then what's funny is that we go to this montage of all the stuff that he can blow up and the the first thing that we get is the clip of was... him striking the match it's in the it's in the episode where uh where it's uh, the bloopers it's yeah, a bloop it's it's a it's a blo- it's not really a bloop it's not like a thing he screwed up it's like the the alternate history what if from the episode where Heidi has had the baby and it goes back to I don't know. He's at the he's at the gas station where they've delivered her baby at the end of the episode, and he's striking a match to light a, a celebratory cigar. And the guy's telling him not, that it's dangerous to smoke at a gas station. Um, and we get the we get the um, dark well, uh, dark man uh, clip. Yeah, it, it cut it cuts to the gigantic explosion from Dark Man. So, Landon, you hired yeah. a babysitter. You got dinner. You drove from Downey up in, into West L.A. You uh-huh. re- realize, oh wait, I'm just gonna watch Tim Allen introducing. 
a clip show. And then it's like uh-huh. the first big clip they give you is clips from another movie. It's it's not even a clip. It's a clip that was repurposed for the show. It's a it's a copy of a copy of a copy. <laughs> it's yeah, uh there's that. Um also just in terms of constructing a series of clips, you there you don't start with the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a certain build you have to do. You don't go from I'm going to blow up a building and watch my charred corpse fly from it to getting electrocuted on the roof and it saying happy holidays around your body. Yeah, yeah, because because everything like the montage that comes next of things exploding is <laughs> Well, first it's very it's pretty tightly edited. They they come rapid fire and yeah. and there's a lot of, you know, and and there's kind of motifs that go through it of the of the barbecue grill shooting up into the air and then a few clips later we see it splashing down and like a bunch of things of Christmas trees spinning around, ornaments flying off, all the glass in the house breaking in the season 1 finale. But as they come faster and faster and it's just like it, it's such an assault on the senses cuz just like Yes. Like you're you're punch drunk from this very quickly. It's it's more concentrated chaos and destruction than I think the human mind can really handle. <laughs> I okay, well since we're going through it, I, I wanna just pull a few of these out again and yeah. see how you feel about them, all right? Yeah. Um first of all, this whole special is Lisa Erasure. Yeah, oh, yes, absolutely. We get a little bit of her, uh, like, one time, but not even any mention of the fact that it used to be a different tool girl. Yeah, it's actually in this. It's when she's running from the, the uh, Christmas tree. Bones. Yeah, well, there. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so it's just, uh, just a flash of blonde <clears throat> hair and maybe some overalls. Yeah, but, okay, so here's where I'll give you a little taste of what I'm thinking of when I talk about your memories of these episodes. <laughs> Do you remember... Um, the that Christmas tree episode where well, he's I, wearing the red blazer and uh where he's wearing the oh well, I mean that's the the tool time thing where the tree is spinning and the ornaments are flying yeah. off but do you so do you remember the special guest of that episode uh, no I I honest I honestly don't I remember the transition out of the tree spinning around but I don't remember the rest <laughs> of the episode a uh, little little musical group by the name of the Manhattan Transfer. Oh right, yes. Okay, okay, yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> I I'm not I I I remember not being fond of them then, but uh, honestly, I I've not uh, I I haven't even really thought about the Manhattan Transfer as a group <laughs> since that since that episode. It's been likewise. I don't yeah. think anyone has. Uh, I mean, I wish that I I really wish that they had done a montage of. I don't know. I wish they'd included the Manhattan transfer in the montage. Honestly, <laughs> just a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, acapella grooves in the background for all this explosion. It would have been soothing. Uh, so just to give a, a, a quick rundown of some of the things, and I, I want to get your gauge over what you think holds up and doesn't. Um, we have a, a lot of Christmas stuff. You know, they throw the lights on and are almost blinded. The happy holidays of him getting electrocuted on the rooftop. The tree mm-hmm. which you just talked about mm-hmm. um then there's a lot of phone gags with uh one of the phones blowing up off of the the back table mm-hmm. one of them you know uh, kind of smoking um uh and melting there's one a red phone i don't actually i was having a hard time placing this one there's a red phone that he yanks out of the wall and it pulls all the 
the wires with it. What was that from? I, God, I, I think I think that's the one where I think that's the one where the snake winds up getting in the wall. I'm not sure though. No, it's because it, Randy's a lot older. You're talking about Wild Kingdom, which was episode five of season one. This one is. I'm wondering if it was the Dom Del, uh, uh, not Dom Deloise's son, uh, Harry's son that comes over to fix. Oh yeah, something. yeah. yeah. May, I mean, oh yeah, actually that could be because the whole thing is like about phone repair or something to that extent, yeah. getting a new phone line put in. Lots of lots of breaking glass. You know, you mentioned the opera thing, but then they got the the twenty five nail gun salute when Mister Binford died. And, yeah, um, Arrivederci. <laughs> the uh, the tool time board game going up in flames and um, stove going up in flames. Yep. Uh, Lots of fire, all kinds of the lawnmower going through the fence a few times, going backwards, and Tim crashing. The uh, the wine, remember he, they were? Yeah. Uh, I think it was season seven. Uh, they mm-hmm. were doing uh, installing a wine uh, thing in someone's. Oh. Uh, was it an apartment or condo? Well, it was. It was a wine cooler or something in somebody's kitchen that then falls through the floor into their basement because it's too yeah. heavy. Yeah, yeah. So watch, watching all of these in succession, what do you think? Is there strong suit? What do you think stands out? What do you think works? And what do you think doesn't? I mean, you know, God, what... I think what, what stands out for me, I mean, I mean, absent the thing where he's actually sitting on a real live tank shooting at actual soldiers, uh, I, oh, yes. I think the thing that... The thing that stands out the most for me is the very... there. There's a gigantic flame jet that erupts from the stove in one of the, in one of the scenes, which is... Noticeable just because that's one where where Tim is just standing in the background looking at it with with kind of uh, just pure shock and horror and, and like diving out of the way. Uh, but then the real one is just them blowing up Benny's house and yeah, all of them diving to the on. ground as flames shoot out behind them. That, that which is genuinely impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know which which makes the biggest impression on you. Well, I'm hesitant to say it so early in the episode, but um. You know, this whole thing is Tim Allen presents. You you've mentioned it's through his perspective, his curation, and it's kind of like this particular sequence comes after him saying that shit about the critics and yeah. like, well, we proved them wrong, and you know, uh, I was able to guide this ship to success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My biggest impression of this was, especially in those early seasons, the comedy. I feel like doesn't necessarily come the superstar isn't tim allen yeah superstar are the stunt people and the special effects on this show yeah absolutely this show is is very unique in i don't know there there's not really another sitcom that really decided to lean into we're going to do elaborate special effects on a regular basis that's going to be our thing yeah and i don't think they get enough credit and i feel like tim allen is slightly taking their credit here um i i really think that that especially in those early seasons is what set it apart and what made it work yes uh, so him saying how many things can they blow up over it almost felt like he saw that as a challenge or the show showed saw it as a challenge and got creative with you know like oh well if they've identified that that's the thing that makes us different and we're gonna you know hang a hang a show on that and something that I was hoping that we would see in this that we get very little of is Tim actually talking about the process of making the show and stuff that happened behind the scenes. Like I I was kind of hoping that we would go from this to then him 
talking about how they did some of these effects or what it was yeah. like on set <laughs> like a doing this. like a universal uh theme park attraction yes <laughs> like foley theater or the alfred hitchcock shower scene yeah you know, show or, or like have have a guest come out oh my who's God. one of the effects guys and talk about <laughs> it what the the uh the instead of the Indiana Jones or Waterworld stunt show, it's the the tool time <laughs> the tool time stunt show. Yes, yes, I would absolutely that amazing. You just need to find an excuse to have it be surrounded by pools of water because all the best stunt yes. shows always have pools of water for people to go flopping into. Well, uh, and talking to your point too of you know having someone come out, you could construct this as like Tim Allen, you know going to do something stupid as Tim Taylor getting electrocuted and falling off the set uh, or something like that. And, you know, we see the stuntman fall and then Tim gets up and goes, I'm just kidding. I'm fine. And then the stuntman comes out and they can talk about it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. There's so many good ways to, to put that together. Um, yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was just hoping that the, I was thinking that the whole point of the live component of this show was that that would be us getting, insights into what happened which happens one time and is arguably the strongest point in the show but the rest yeah. of it the, the rest of it is just kind of like hey remember that i also remember that let's look at more of that <laughs> and it looks a little something like this <laughs> like this uh, <sighs> so okay we don't need to spend an inordinate amount of time on the live part here but how do we get into this next thing well yeah he he just he goes you know it's back to tim and talking about how the show wasn't just about blowing stuff up though it's about the relationship between a man and a woman and uh, he you know open your open your user's guide to page 78 and it says romance does not come out of a box factory made some assembly required and that you know he holds the the book up to the camera guy who you know zooms zooms in on it and it then transitions to uh, a bunch of clips. A simple dissolve. Uh, it just, yeah, okay, you're right. Oh, when I say it transitions, I mean it in the standard media <laughs> sense of, like, we go from one scene to another, not the home improvement grunt work sense of some yeah. fucked up shit happens. Um, and we go to a montage of clips of Tim and Jill, and they're kind of tied together by Tim and Jill singing I Got You, Babe, at the on the karaoke machine at the end of the Chicago Hope episode, which... Boy, really, really drives home how not into singing Tim is <laughs> um, and how Patricia Richardson is playing a person who is not a good singer singing and Tim is playing Tim Allen not wanting to do this bit and not, not like feeling very self-conscious about the bit. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, and, but then from that, it's just a montage of Tim and Jill kissing Well cutting back to them singing and then it goes into a montage of moments that they're gonna have sex with each other and that jill is turned on by tim and tim is turned on and excited to be about to have sex with jill and and it goes on and on and on <laughs> and right. on I, 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 thank you i want to just say thank you thank you okay th thank no thank you landon oh no, so yeah i have I have a reason for thanking you. Yeah. Um, despite this special's attempt at making this entirely about Tim Allen and yeah. his sexiness and their, you know, 
wanting to have sex or yeah. specifically her wanting to have sex with him. Yeah. Despite that, this was the first time seeing clips from the entire show. Cause we've never had a clip show really where it went. I mean, not that this goes in depth, but it, it was a smattering of their relationship for the seven years that we covered it. Yeah. Uh, it, I got, I got a little, I got a little emotional. Oh, Landon. Uh, oh, God. Dude. <laughs> not not about the special, and not even about the specific clips that they showed. It was just the, the it hit me what we witnessed doing mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, so I want to thank you for bringing it back to reality of like, just it goes on and on and on about her wanting to have sex with him. Yes. Um, because I, I was worried I might get a little emotional talking about it here. But I, I am fully, you know, open to admitting I was I was feeling it a little bit here. I'm like, we, we've watched a relationship kind of grow and change over seven years, eight seasons. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't encapsulate it very well, but no. it it. <laughs> being kind of hostage to it for the, all this time, um, drudged up some stuff I wasn't uh, aware was there. That I was surprised I didn't have to confront at the end of the uh, season the series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though, I mean, even though we had a, an entire clip show at the end of the series that presumably used a lot of these scenes. I mean, I sure as shit can't remember what. I mean, I. <laughs> I've watched, this is the third Home Improvement clip show I've watched, which is a lot of clip shows to watch. And this, but I I don't know, man. I, look, I I felt, I had some feelings during this too, but I think they were best encapsulated by by Kirstie, who walked in at one point when I was watching this and watched like two or three of these scenes with Tim and Patricia Richardson. And she just said, God, Patricia Richardson is really good at fake laughing. She's just like really good at pretending to think Tim is funny. And I like the these mainly made me think about what a great actress Patricia Richardson yes. is. How without a how, doubt. Like you know, like she, she I don't know. It, was, it feels so trite to say it because it's the only thing we've been saying on this show is how the only it only works because of her. But she's to because every one of these scenes, it shows the lack of range that Tim has in this, or Tim Taylor as a character has, where it, like, every one of these scenes it basically comes down to him being stupid and horny, or him being disgusting and horny, whereas it's Jill coming on to him in a variety of different ways, in different moods, and, th- like, <laughs> it, like, she is playing these things so many different ways, and also I think it it requires... It requires such a feat of acting to convincingly portray yourself as someone who wants to have sex with Tim Taylor, whereas it's very easy to imagine Tim Taylor wanting to have sex with Jill. I don't know. Does that make sense? I guess, but I'm not. I'm not willing to speak for you know entire half of the species. Uh, who knows if Tim is sexy or not? I, it's not something I feel or can sense, but I don't want to negate that maybe it works for some people. Landon, I. Believe it or not, I, I I know a few women, and when I mention to them the podcast that I host and and the show that it's about, n- none of them have ever said, oh, Tim Allen, God, he was, I had such a crush on Tim Allen. Like, uh, w- women often talk to me about another uh, actor on this show who they had crushes on, but it's not, it's not that guy. <laughs> okay, well, let's take a moment to mention this now. 
Um, we just went through a whole bit yep. between him and Patricia Richardson, and there was very little talk about Patricia Richardson. Yes. Uh, he does mention her once in an anecdote in, in a bit, which we'll get to. Yeah. But there's not a lot of, man, it was great to work with her. She was a consummate professional. Nope. This is what she brought to it. Nope. This is what I learned from her. There's nope. no kind of humbleness and acknowledging the contributions that she made to the show or elevated his performance at all. Uh, that sucked. And then <laughs> there's almost zero children content in this. It, it's it. I, I was watching this and yeah, I didn't have the timeline up. Like I was watching it on the DVD, so I couldn't see it unless I paused and we've gotten we we go through so many of these clip show segments and for the record the 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 segment of him and Jill uh wanting to have sex the the uh Jill is horny for Tim segment is 5 minutes long you are yeah. you are watching a 5 minute long montage of Tim and Jill it doing basically uh, uh low key foreplay uh, but it goes on and on. There, most of the clip segments are very long like this. We get to this point where I'm like, wait, we haven't seen the boys yet. Like, th- what is this, like, going to be three hours long? And I pause it, and there's, like, eight minutes left. Like, we go most of the way through this thing before we see Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas, the biggest breakout star from the show. The three boys, they're... I don't, I don't think their character names or their actor names are uttered once no. uh, in this special. No. I mean, look, it's worth mentioning now that we're doing the retrospective or like doing this episode, talking about this retrospective they did. It's come out on the Boy Meets World podcast and gotten some discussion about how, like, apparently the the, Taryn Noah Smith, Zachary Ty Bryan and Jonathan Taylor Thomas weren't having a great time on the show. Apparently the environment on set was not great for them. People were not super nice to them. There are not more details like there, there's not a lot of hard and not, fast not details. according to tim allen in this special in which he says i was like their father not their real father mm, well, well maybe, maybe but uh, no yeah. i was more like a mentor no or like a older brother a, a a twisted demented older brother um which i don't know speaking speaking for me in my background i've i'm i'm so glad to not have had a twisted demented older boy in my house making my <laughs> life worse but hey you know i again we we come at this from a specific way but he like i don't know ju- just the, the the boy meets world people who were you know on the same lot as them and had some contact with them have kind of obliquely hinted that it was a a bad environment for the three kids I I I just I basically want to go on the record on this show saying that sucks and I'm really impressed that they that all three of those kids gave really good performances when it seems like the experience of being on the show was not super fun. Uh that's mm-hmm. good acting that takes a lot of maturity and um uh we we salute our heroes I guess. <laughs> I mean I I I uh, join you in spirit without knowing any of the details. You know, if that is all true, then of course, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm certainly, I mean, and we, we, I think our whole show goes to, you know, I don't think there's a shred of evidence where we criticize any of the boys as acting uh, at all through this no, show. Well, I don't know. I think, I, I think there, there were times early on where I was unfairly critical of Taryn Noah Smith, but even then I think I, I always uh, surrounded it with lots of qualifiers. Uh, so uh, I guess I'm probably good. <laughs> 
Well, and I balance that out because I've been a uh, TNS fan since the beginning. Yes, Landon, we all have the receipts. We all know you were right all along. <laughs> um, I, well, I don't saying, know. But... Come, come and do an audit. What do I care? <laughs> I got nothing to hide. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we're going to find out where those Patreon dollars really went. Well, okay, but also, the, you know, I guess I didn't get that emotional also about this montage of scenes of Tim and Jill making out, caressing one another in the bedroom. Because, like, I think there are a lot of moments in the show that are sweet between them and a lot of sweet moments in their relationship and things that make me say, ah, sitting on the couch... But they're not things that are you can really encapsulate in a clip show. Yeah. It's stuff like yeah. Tim well, and Tim and Tim and the boys planning her parents' anniversary for yeah. her while she's having a tough time with her sisters, or it's Tim making all the flight arrangements and handling things when her dad has died, or like. Well, let th- me let me re recontextualize my experience here, which is the clip show starts playing. I go kind of hazy eyed and, and not really staring at the screen. I'm kind of staring through the screen at memory lane uh, <laughs> and and am able to access all of that context and the emotion of seven years all at once rather than what is being shown to me, which I'm not really looking at. Yeah. Yeah. I, and look, I, I get that. I guess I'm just, because I have been again, going back and watching episodes that I like that tend to have yeah. a lot of these sweet, you know, more understated Tim and Jill moments in them for for a reason. I want to I want to just clear. You said that twice now, and I just want to say we're doing that for a reason. Yeah, no, no, no. I just I just casually watch Home Improvement now. It's just a thing. I watch the show to unwind. You know, Kirsty's in the next room watching The Bear, and I'm like, fuck that shit. I want to watch Home Improvement again. Uh, no, it's for it's for a reason. Um, but I I think that so like seeing all these scenes that I think actually. Watching the episodes I like, seeing scenes that actually portray positive aspects of Tim and Jill's relationship that showcase both of their strengths as actors, and then seeing mm-hmm. it reduced to a bunch of horny scenes, yeah. a lot of them anchored by... Like, th- this this bit, like, ends on an extended sequence of... <laughs> like, the, the last thing... <laughs> what? What? An idea just <laughs> popped in my head. <laughs> Do you think... <laughs> Oh boy. Do you think to get into character in the downtimes on the Joe Somebody set, Tim Allen was using that editing equipment to, <laughs> to cut this to, to assemble Tim <gasps> Allen presents a user's guide to home improvement. Oh my god. Oh shit, Landon, that's the strongest fan theory you've come up with yet. That really <laughs> ma- like it doesn't make sense. How detailed that avid editing bay that they take him to in Joe Somebody is. Like the only the only explanation is that like Tim was like, okay, well we'll shoot. Can we can we get me shot out in twenty minutes and then you guys pack out and leave? I have to keep editing together this montage of my favorite home improvement <laughs> moments. Oh my god! There's in 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 one of the the scenes they're shooting. There's an outtake where Joe somebody leans up against a button, and we just get you know a, a clip of uh, Tim Allen and Patricia Richardson doing a sexy tango in their living room. <laughs> but look, this this big yep. montage sequence of all of the moments that Tim and Jill are just just cannot resist one another and are making out and trying to have sex. It ends with the the it both it it. 
it is bookended basically by this is the, the scene from the episode where Jill is horny for Tim. Tim goes to a demolition derby, but says, okay, we'll have sex when I get back. And then he comes back and he has horrible gas from eating junk food at the demolition derby. So at the end of it, it's the scenes where Jill is in bed in, in a negligee and Tim is like coming out to get all sexy with her and is taking off his clothes and is just burping and burping and he's kissing her and burping into her mouth. And then the last scene is him farting under the covers and like fanning away a fart to which the live audience is going seemingly going nuts. I mean, you you got a babysitter you drove to Westwood. You paid for parking. <laughs> Let's not forget that. You probably valeted, get yeah. dinner. And you're in a theater full of people well, watching Tim burping into Patricia Richardson's mouth and farting. Like, this is, you're in a theater with thousands of people watching this. Here, here's, I want to just throw something to consider here. Okay. There's I, so I'm much not, already. I'm not refuting. I'm not refuting you at all. But yeah. I, I, I do think we lose some context being separated from time which is this is before streaming this is even before youtube uh so <laughs> you can't was, watch clips there was nothing else to do people were otherwise well, you're just sitting no, at no, home no. looking at a stick L- listen you have a memory of a beloved show and it's not on reruns you haven't seen it and we don't live in a culture where that is dictated by ranking your favorites all the time looking at content or looking at anything as content and modules and how can we you know gifify this or tumblr this or how do we turn this into a you know a reaction gif uh <laughs> we were trying we tried really hard for a while to turn home improvement into reaction gifs early on you were making a lot of high quality gifs <laughs> there there was i i think in 2003 it was a simpler time in terms of you remember home improvement, you like home improvement and you're just, you're going to get what we feed you of home improvement and you're not going to really know any different. (laughs) Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like the, the audience is, is not like, Oh, we demand, you know, you play clips from dismembered. Like Mm. no one, no one is engaged with the content to the degree that people are engaged with content now that they care or even think to go, why are you showing me this? <laughs> it's, yeah. They are. They went to a show to see home improvement clips, and they're getting home improvement clips. And maybe they're having the discussion when they walk away going, it's weird that they chose those home improvement clips and not these other ones that I remember fondly. Like, I don't think that discussion's even happening. I mean, look, I, the all, you're right. You're right about... The only thing that I, I would take issue with was early on you said the show wasn't in reruns. This shit was definitely in reruns. You could have gotten home improvement episodes if you turned on TBS at the right time. But, I, I, look... I don't, I, know. I, I don't know if that's true. Because uh, there was a bunch of rights issues with this show for a long time. I don't I don't know how there would be right the only reason to make a sitcom is to franchise it out as reruns or syndicate yeah. it out as reruns like if there's rights issues preventing that then you need to fire all of your lawyers because <laughs> why did you make the show that is there's well if, yeah let's see if if not for reruns no shows would be made um look but no I I do agree like I guess in a world where you can't get memeified home improvement or just cultural discussion of home improvement like the internet is certainly around but it's not as widely used or as omnipresent in our lives like this is 
probably probably a lot of the people here are people on TV message well, boards who talk about home improvement a lot. But I, I guess this is a it's for the super fans and b it's for the super fans who don't have a lot of other means to engage with home improvement short of the DVDs or the reruns. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Uh, I'm looking at a, a syndicate broadcast syndication history of home improvement, and oh granted, boy. There are a lot of missing data points here, but uh, there is something indicating that it was syndicated while the show was on, but there's a gap between then and it reappearing roughly around 2006 in syndication. Mm, mm. So I, I don't it's a it's it's a mystery. Uh, I don't have all that f- the full information. And I'm looking at local syndication. Are we are we maybe low key? Answering the central question that started the podcast of why did everyone stop talking about home improvement? Was it just that it disappeared from syndication for a number of years during which time, like, TV and Netflix kind of started to blow up? Like, obviously not Netflix streaming, but Netflix DVDs and prestige TV and... Uh-huh. Like, by, I, like I, I can't say that definitively, but I, I, there is a little bit of indication that says maybe some further investigation is worth doing. I, I mean, because if it's like if you if the show stopped being in reruns in the early two thousands and then it came back around two thousand six, like that's about the time Mad Men is on TV, and it's just like mm-hmm. the TV landscape is. I get, I get that they're different shows, guys. I understand that they're different shows, but it's a different. It's a different TV landscape, and also at that point, the sitcoms on TV are shit like uh, How I Met Your Mother or something like yeah. that, which is, for all of its faults, a kind of smarter, headier, more self-aware show than this one is. It's for a more specific audience than just the general family sitcom. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, mm. Also, well, Modern Family is probably on at this point, and... Another another thing I get I this is a really freeform series of reflections about the nature of the show Home Improvement, but also at this point I mean everybody loves Raymond has been on for a few years and everybody loves Raymond I, I heard this uh, they observed this on Blank Check when they were talking about the Santa Claus movies that uh, everybody loves Raymond really just kind of ate Home Improvement's lunch it was kind of doing a lot of the same <laughs> stuff but just yeah with a more talented comedian in the lead role and a more likable comedian in the in the lead role um so take that for what you will uh, i took it let's get back to this show uh because I, I think we can skip through the next 20 minutes really quickly uh yeah yeah <laughs> you know really you could skip through the entire show pretty quickly this is this is only taking as long as it is because we want it to uh yeah we get a quick <laughs> true we get a quick, completely out of context, tool time uh, bit of Tim with a super powerful magnet doing a bunch of physical comedy <laughs> with it sticking to things, which, for the record, really good. I remember when we watched I this. I love that bit. Th- this might be the strongest tool time bit ever that they did. I don't know. It's it's, it's up it, there. I, I don't know that it's it's. I think one thing that this special does is it pulls out the strongest tool time bits because. If yeah. I were to list, if I were to do my ranking of them, uh, I think they'd, I don't know what order they'd be in, but they definitely are all here. You've got the magnet bit. You've got the loader bit uh, with the oh, teacups. Yeah. yeah. Um, others as well that are there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, Glu- you, you gluing the head to the table is fun, yeah, but yeah, always, always. Yeah, I think this is kind of the perfect format for tool time bits because the tool time bits tend to be big gags 
you know, that that play well to an audience as opposed to mm-hmm. a bunch of shots of Tim and Patricia Richardson mashing faces together. Um, then we get one of the most patronizing moments of <laughs> of this special. Uh a salute to the Tool Girls. Oh god. Well, yeah, well we we come we come back for the live segment of uh, where Richard Karn seems to think that he's still Al and Yeah, I didn't that, want to but... rehash that. That. Well, you know, uh, but but hashed we have, uh, yeah. But then, yeah, the, the tribute to Tool Girls, which is that no mention made of like, hey, that was Pamela Anderson in there. We just see her in a couple of the clips. I think one of the clips. She's the one that introduces it first, and then it's just Heidi. Uh, it's it's one clip. It's one clip of Pamela Anderson split in two different spots in this uh, montage. True. It's. Yeah, it, it, this is 30 I think seconds the, maybe. This is the most patronizing because it's it's just a series it's just a series of clips of Heidi in her different outfits saying yeah you know, just and and because her her main thing most of the time she we saw her on the show it's it's her saying Tim the Toolman Taylor. So it's a million yeah. clips of Debbie Dunning in different sexy outfits yelling the name of Tim's character from the show, which and, is masturbatory in more than one way being resorted to the tool girl she's not heidi uh, the character it's just that she played the function of the tool girl on tool time on home improvement and that i was a little reductive for me uh for how much the show actually little actually they gave her to do and this kind of acknowledgement that like yeah that's all she was here to do is just be the tool girl it didn't sit too well with me and and the, then the, then we go from that back to a live segment of uh, Debbie Dunning walking out on stage wearing the dress she wore in her initial appearance on Home Improvement when she was Kiki von Fuster Wallenstein, and and it's just oh god, it, it, just her walking out and Tim saying, "Oh, Debbie, that's a beautiful dress." Oh, the first time, do you remember the first time you saw me in this dress? It, it, and just the degree to which. Hey, you remember the the really sexy lady on in those clips? Here's the sexy lady in person in a sexy dress. You like that, don't you? Like, so this is okay. <laughs> Setting aside all of that, from a production standpoint of we're putting together a special of home improvement, they spend an inordinate amount of time showing this next clip. Like it's yep. an entire scene that plays out. Like yes. it's as long as the entire montage of Tim and Jill. It's it's the entire like third act of an early home yes. improvement episode. This is from Overactive Glance. Tim is at the restaurant with Jill where he's promised not to look at other women. And yeah. it's basically from the minute that Debbie Dunning walks in and high and and Jill is like, "Oh boy, the most beautiful goddess you've ever seen just walked in behind you. Good luck not looking at her." To like the end of the scene where Tim is choking and yeah, I I Pacing wise, it just kills whatever momentum the show had. Admittedly, there yeah, was not much. There is not much at all. And I will say, out of context of the special, uh, this scene really made me laugh. Uh, it, it it just when he starts choking and everyone thinks he's grunting, it was it reminded me of how good of cylinders a show could run on at times. I, look, watching that honestly made me want to go back and check out that episode and see if that makes any any short lists of my favorites because the, that scene is good physical comedy and it wraps up in a good way with you know everyone in the, 
him him being in distress and nobody <laughs> understanding it. Um, and and also the man very serenely sitting there looking at his soup <laughs> as the. <laughs> watching expectantly the uh, explosion from Tim's mouth to hit his bowl. Yeah, I I don't know, but I also just I, I don't know. I was I watching this it was kind of like, well, I don't know. I don't know how to feel because on the one hand, like on the one hand, I think that it sucks that it's like, hey, we've got Debbie Dunning here. Let's do a tribute to Heidi's role on Home Improvement. Well, the biggest tribute we're going to do is actually to this other character she played where the entire <laughs> right. point of her character was that she was really, really sexy. And and also, the she doesn't really do much in the scene. Like, the, the whole scene is about Tim reacting to how sexy she is. Again, a very yep. horned up special. But, so on the one hand, I'm like, well, that's, I don't know. I don't feel great about that. But then it's like, well, really, how much good Heidi stuff did they write for her? Like, how much do we really have to draw from? I mean, yeah. I guess there are, there is that that good episode, you know, later in the in the series where where Pamela Anderson comes back and you know Heidi then is about is going to quit the show because she feels like she's being upstaged and she and Tim have a conversation about like, obviously that's not going to play with a live crowd or whatever. I, just the fact that it's like this isn't doing her any favors, but then it just mainly makes me reflect on the fact that the show didn't do her a lot of favors just in general. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is a I don't know a conflicting sequence, <laughs> uh, and you know, but you know, Debbie Dunning is also the consummate professional and like takes this in stride, and you know, she takes pride in presenting her own clip, and uh, you know, yeah, she she puts a good face on it. And and look, it's not like Debbie Dunning isn't hot or something. Like like, and it's like, and and it's not even the question here. But it, yeah, no, it's not. It's not even a question. But it's, I'm not trying to say that. Oh, it's, it's not that they're celebrating her being hot. It's that the only thing, like that this is just transparently like the only thing. It's like, look at her. Look how hot she is. Hey, she's standing here in front of you, being hot. Check it out. D- just just that there's. No even attempt to shine a light on the couple of jokes that she got over the course of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we come back from this five-minute clip, and we're halfway through the series. Yeah. <laughs> Half through this special. Well, and look, that, but that so far we've gotten a really good picture of what home improvement is. It's about sex, and it's about sexy girls showing up. Yeah. Ah, yeah. you're you know, right. That's, those, are the main, those are the main things on the show. Well, uh, I don't know if that's true. I think that um, really the show's mission statement was about how different men and women actually are. Uh, You might even be able to wrap this up into a metaphor about the different energy charges a battery holds, a positive and negative. Mm, mm, I wonder mm. if you could write a stand-up bit about this. Mm, Yeah, I want to picture uh, a... uh, animated thought cloud pop up over my head and then suddenly the special plays in that thought cloud the way that the first uh, home improvement clip show played out in Tim's brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think, I don't know, so the the negative charge in the battery, if there was a voice associated that uh, with that and and a thing that, that that voice would be complaining about, would that be gendered yeah. in any way? Maybe suggesting I think that it the... would go a little something like this. <laughs> why you aren't there picking up your stuff? Hey, why, you're all, why, why, why you, you always, always leave the seat up? up? Doing your things. These people, these the, this audience, like... Like the the Iraq War is gearing up. Like they are pre- presumably presumably they have had 
they they've had Colin Powell. They've watched him on the news lying to them about weapons of mass destruction. Maybe some of these people are related to young men and women who are who have, are like either massing up in Kuwait right now or are actively in Iraq. And they're and we're looking at Tim. I don't know. Look, guy, if you're at home wondering how what is what is Tim's angry nagging wife voice have to do with the Iraq War? I'm not really sure myself. It's mainly that I, that, that that bit. It is a bit that he debuted in like the early '90s and is still just just Late running 80s. it, just charging. Yeah, I mean, well, is it in Men or Pigs too? Is that where it really comes from? Oh God, yes, yeah. Okay, okay, hey, 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 guys, hey, Truman here, hi. having a thought live. Hi, hi Truman. Hi, hi, hi. hey, Welcome. everybody. Do you, do you want me to plug in the thing or Landon to plug in the thing? Um, Tim got tired of grunting and stopped doing it. He sure didn't get tired of the nagging wife voice, the shrill nagging wife voice, which presumably also takes a toll on your vocal cords. Well, uh, you know, you get to an age where you have to choose between one or the other. You have to you, you have to choose between making uh, simian grunting noises or shrill... I, I, I don't know, I guess it's like... What kind of primate are you going to, to mock? Either an ape or a the female version of your own species. I don't know. More primate bits from Truman. Okay, what do we got? He talks about a battery. What next? <laughs> well, he uses it to kind of talk about the, as I said, the the mission statement of the show about the differences between men and women. And we go into another kind of clip montage of the, the arguments and the differences that Tim and Jill have had uh, over the course of the series. Um, stuff like her giving him the, uh, personality test about what kind of, uh, uh, kitchen appliance would you describe your husband as, um, uh, and others. Well, yeah, I, you know, well, I'm not good with these kind of details. No, You're the I, synopsizer. I'm the, I'm the synopsizer, but I also, when, when, whenever I get a clip show, I'm just like, I, I watched this once already. I'm not paying attention to it again, <laughs> but no, it, it's like comparing your, your husband to a kitchen appliance. Like he's like the refrigerator. He's very cold and the lights are never on. Uh, you know, I picked you for a, a tea kettle, hot and steamy and done in two minutes. Like, like all of these bits where they're like arguing or fighting about something, it, ultimately comes back to sex is what they're fighting about. Like, like there's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something about, you know, he is complaining that Jill is bothering him during a football game. Like I didn't bother you during childbirth. Yeah. Well, you bothered me during conception. Uh, a great line though. I, I I did, I did earmark that as like, Oh, that, this show had some good jokes. Yes. No, I mean, that's, it's a, a good joke. It's just that when we've, when it's sandwiched in between a million other instances of, yes, of, of Tim and Jill sex stuff, like the doom of the clip show. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, like it, some, or like he's talking about, um, talking to, to Jill and it's like, you know, the, the, the only time you said stop was, was last night in bed and Jill going like, no, that's what I'm going to say tonight in bed. And so it's just like, if, it is again, reducing every conflict in their relationship to Tim and uh, Tim wanting to have sex and Jill not wanting to have sex. We, we get a montage of Jill wanting to have sex. And now we have a montage of Jill being critical of Tim's sexual prowess. Everything flows outward from Tim's ability to do it. Yes, agreed. Sorry, I got distracted by watching the clip show uh, because in the you got you got horny from it, right? You're thinking about uh, thinking about all the sex. No, well, okay. So the this kind of this particular series of clips ends with uh, the diorama that Tim has made Jill about his uh, about her uh, uh, potent, her future um, uh, psychiatry practice office. Um, yes, 
I think this was from the episode where she said she wanted to go back to school and he was worried about how that would change the dynamic at home. Yeah. Um, I, and this, this was an interesting clip to include though, because it, it I don't good. feel like this is something you would see at least shot this way on another sitcom where the camera is inside the diorama essentially. And yes, you're hearing Tim and Jill deliver their lines, but you see their hands moving their little characters that he's created. It, it feels very Saturday morning cartoon meets a kind of uh, adult family drama, not drama, but uh, you know, family well, situation. Yeah. Because you know, this is, this is an episode where Jill has been mad at Tim because he's been insufficiently supportive of yeah. her wanting to go back to school. And then he's to apologize. He's built this diorama of what the office he's going to build for her is going to look like. And he's got, a little Lego woman representing her in there. And then he's got a little peanut with a face drawn on it, representing him lying on the couch. And he's like, yeah, we're just tight on the nut and the Lego person. And Tim is moving the nut around while he's talking about his feelings and his insecurity, like how him being insecure about Jill going back to school or whatever is what led him to react that way. And he's sorry. And Jill saying, well, I'm sorry. I wasn't more understanding. And this is, uh, yeah, this is a, a, a moment, this is like one of the moments about Tim and Jill's relationship that I actually do find really sweet and heartwarming, where it's like, and, and where removed from the context of the rest of the episode, it's like, oh, okay, Tim is trying to make things better in a way that he knows how to do it, and Tim is yeah. using, like, he's he's using these little figurines as a way to be comfortable being vulnerable to his wife and talking about his feelings, which is a really kind of clever concept on a dramatic level and on an emotional level. And this is a, I watching this, I was like, Oh I, yeah, I, I like this a lot. I remember enjoying this when it happened. It's, it's a bit that I only ever remember seeing otherwise in an episode of workaholics, the, the Adam divine uh, uh-huh. TV show from, from like 20 years after this, where they've, they've had a fight and they, they go see a counselor at work who makes them make sock puppets of themselves to hash out their differences. And then we have, an entire scene where it's just the camera cutting between their sock puppets as they have this really intense argument about the state of their friendship. <laughs> so, yeah. So the only the only show to return to this rich vein is uh, Workaholics. All right. It's at this point I want to dredge up uh, the bone of a question I buried in the backyard at the beginning of this episode. One of them. Um, which is to point out something that we've talked about and and mentioned many times already this is tim allen presents a user's guide to home improvement yes he's presenting the fuck out of it (laughs) we haven't seen a single clip without tim allen in it no which begs the question what would this be like if it were presented by any of the other actors i mean richard karn presents a user's guide to home improvement well, I mean, this this wouldn't be if Tim Allen wasn't presenting it. That's the first thing. He would invoke his rights as producer, and he wouldn't license out the clips. Um, I, well, I, 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 well, yes, okay, I'm not talking about the reality, but, like, which character would you want to see a special like this told through? Which perspective? Uh, and how do you think it would be different than what we see here? I mean, look, I, I mean, it would be to, to see the whole thing from Wilson's perspective. I think Wilson is kind of the best. He would uh-huh. have to be in character, but as like a neutral arbiter of of 
I lived next door to the Taylors for eight wonderful mm-hmm. years, and uh, yeah. here's what happened. Um, and a good way because he he has a good perspective of basically everyone. He goes to the hardware store at times. He's been on Tool Time. Uh, yeah, he's got a good kind of reach to all of the characters. And and it's also great for a stage show because he could be behind a fence the whole time, so he wouldn't have to memorize lines. He'd just have the, the script pa- pasted <laughs> up back there. Uh, well, as long as we mention Wilson, uh, he's not he's not in, in this. In fact, uh, it turns out I read online he was uh, 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 in the hospital at this point and passed away oh. shortly well, after this aired on TV, which is very sad. It is. He did do a little bit of voiceover for it. He did a little bit of voiceover for like for the couple of times that Tim calls out a section from the uh, user guide. Uh, Tim mentions the name of the actor who played Wilson once, and it made my blood run cold because Landon, <laughs> Tim said Earl Hindman, and for so many years we, the hosts of the Home Improvement Podcast, have been saying Earl Hindman and. We also, we also, for a long time, called him Peter Boners. I know that's bad too. I, 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 I they're both bad, but I just feel like it's really bad that we were saying or we were pronouncing Wilson's name long because we talked, we talked about, we mentioned Earl Hindman way more often than we mentioned Peter Bonners. Um, I, to to any hind folk out there who are listening to this podcast about your dearly departed relative, sorry about that. We know now how his name is pronounced. We should have started with this episode and then watched the show. Um, but uh, yeah. So you you'd want to see you'd want to see uh, Earl Hindman presents a user's guide to home improvement. That is what I'd want to see. Who would you want to see present? I I think mine is also kind of obvious, at least by the end of the series. I think uh, Taryn Noah Smith or Taryn Smith's <laughs> presents uh, user's guide to home improvement. Yeah, I mean, because he also probably wouldn't have had a lot of scheduling conflicts at this point. Like he would have been down to come out and and uh, present. Yeah, but also from a character perspective, he's always walking around with his camera, and we True. talked about you know some of those stupid fan theories, uh, whether or not this is all through his perspective anyway, like that was, I, I would like to see that. Cause then, cause he, he's got that kind of like, I don't know if I'd go so far as to call it nihilistic, but you know, just that kind of cynical, like, I, I feel like he would have an even keel at not being sentimental about things, but acknowledging sentiment where sentiment is. And, um, plus it's just, you know, the most rock and roll character on the show. Of course, of course. Doing, doing the presenting. <laughs> I I mean, somehow I, I want him to come out as a goth, though, like in full <laughs> goth makeup and do the whole thing like a Spalding Gray monologue. No clips, yes. just him looking oh straight at the camera. Um, Oh, my God, yeah. Well, look, I, I mean, also... I, you... I just want to see a live version of A Night to Dismember. No. <laughs> That that could that could happen within the live tool time that we do. Like there's a there's a sig- there's a broadcast intrusion incident by by Mark like <laughs> Max Headroom. Um, I mean, can you imagine though if Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, came out of his retirement to host this retrospective? It would have been huge. <laughs> it would have been yeah. it would have been so much bigger than this was. So yeah, I just I found that kind of interesting. Like this is definitely a. I'll just say it. it's an ego project. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it very much is, and it, you know, and going into it, going into it, I was thinking like, oh, okay, 
ABC put this on or, or whatever. They had the idea for this for whatever reason. And then at like seeing the way it played out, the way it runs, the, the scope of it and seeing just how much this is all Tim and that the Tim Allen presents is very much like that, that, that isn't just, that isn't just isn't shoehorning his name into the title to get more viewers. That is actually reflective of who is actually, who thought to do this and who put the whole thing together it 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 start it it just starts to feel like you get the sense of desperation from the whole thing. It feels like a calculated career move of like Joe somebody flopped, uh, Big Trouble didn't get a release. Hey guys, remember that thing that I did? Hey, and like he right. called in favors at ABC to get this on the air. Like this yep. is just a this is the his his career is Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction, and this is this is John Travolta <laughs> stabbing. Uh, adrenaline into its chest in a desperate attempt to bring well, it back. That's a good question. I don't even know that this aired on ABC. Uh, well, the, yes, it did because the it the did. version okay. I'm watching on on YouTube has an ABC uh, watermark ah, in the lower right hand corner. It. Okay. Also, it seems to have been ripped from the Milwaukee, Wisconsin affiliate. So just oh. just think, Landon, if you were watching it broadcast today, it would look a little something like that. <laughs> okay. Well, that. I'm glad we went through that because that also uh, points us to the last question I want to ask, but I'm going to ask it at the very end of this show. Uh-huh. So uh, more Patton and Landon Solano foreshadowing. Now, boy, Let's you guys are going to miss this so much. Go on to uh, the next segment of the live show where uh, he talks about um, fear. Yes. And breaking character. Yes. Take us through that a little bit. This is the only uh, truly interesting moment. Uh, and and the, the, this, the, this is the moment that I feel like he probably packaged the entire thing around. This was in the pitch saying, yeah, I can do cool stuff like like show the, you know, show the scene of the, the time that I drove the bulldozer in. But then I can explain to everybody about how I actually had no idea how to drive the bulldozer. And it nearly went crazy and, and hurt everybody. And I can... You know, be circling it like on Madden, and and the ABC people said, oh, "Okay, so you'll do a bunch of bits like that." Yeah, uh-huh. okay, go. Here's the money. Go make the special. And then he made the special and had just this bit and a million clips yeah. of him being horny. Um, he basically he he go he explains to the audience, "Okay, I'm gonna talk about fear. I'm gonna show you the one that there were two times on this show that I was ever truly scared. The first one is the clip of him driving out in the in the bulldozer to smash Al's mom's loader, teacups, yeah. which." We both loved. That is one of my favorite tool time bits. Absolutely. I I remember what episode that was in. Uh, I think it was in Bye Bye Birdie Mm -hmm. season two. Uh, Yeah, I I just always has stuck with me. And, you know, and I think I man, I haven't listened to that episode and I don't know that I'm going to unearth it to listen to it. But I'm, I'm pretty sure even in that one, we said, wow, the bulldozer really looks like it's completely out of control when he's doing this (laughs) because it's. It rolls yeah. out and it's like bucking back and forth, almost like doing a wheelie. It is completely off balance. Yeah. And Tim shows the clip and then explains, I actually did not, I did not know how to drive a bulldozer. No one asked me if I knew how the, this on camera was the first time I ever drove this thing. And he then has the, you know, he's, he's able to mark up on the screen. He does an instant replay and is able to Monday night football, you know, draw in lines pointing to like, Look how high the wheels are off the ground. These two levers here are what control the thing. And see here, circling his hands. Look how far away from them my hands are. I am not in control at all at this point. Um, and 
so that's actually uh, okay that's a good story tim is telling it well that's an interesting anecdote that is cool that is that, oh okay thank you in rehearsals for this how many times do you think he drew a dick on that screen i <laughs> i i i i cannot count that high <laughs> Because um, you can tell he wants to because he's circling things and he's like, he puts a one circle over one hand and then he just kind of goes over and draws another circle over another hand. And it it, it starts to feel like that uh, famous SNL skit where they have OJ Simpson doing commentary and draws out, I did it on the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's he's he he's drawn so many arrows and circles onto the screen at this at, at one point that I'm like, wait, are they all gonna become something? Is this like is this a clue here? <laughs> like, it, it, do I if I connect the dots, will I will I get a cool pattern? It, it, like, there's some kind of national treasure thing in this where he's he's hidden the uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the directions to their secret fuck spot. Um, <laughs> dear God. Yeah. So one of one of the things I regret on the show is labeling that that term. <laughs> I'm uh, well, you know, Landon. I mean, I, I I agree. Maybe that wasn't our most articulate framing, but at the same time, we like we can't we uh, call it what it is. Yeah, but we we, we call. I, I, we call it what, it as many times as we have over the years. I'm not comfortable with. I mean, look, it's just like on Disney Plus when there's an episode of the Muppet Show that leans really hard into some racial stereotypes. It's like they don't change it. They just put a little thing up front where it's like, yo, it was kind of fucked up that we did this, but we feel like it's important to show it just so we can have the conversation. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. it, but then he shows the other clip. The audience is also, uh, in, in for the live show, the audience is also getting to the point of like, okay, yes, we, we know you kissed Patricia Richardson a lot. Um, <laughs> but then he shows the clip of the other time that he was scared on the show, which is just an extended clip of him and Jill having an argument. And there's one scene where in it where she yells at him, and Tim rewinds it and goes, that on my face, that's real fear. And the first time we shot it, I, I stopped the scene and I said, Pat, are you okay? And she got up in my face and said, yes, Tim, that's called acting. And I'm just, like, Patricia Richardson, the original Alan Rickman, really. Well, I, I okay, I, I'm calling in to doubt this story. <laughs> this coming four years after Galaxy Quest, whether or not, I don't know. I'm wondering if that Alan Rickman anecdote was floating around the ether and Tim decided to pluck it and use it in his stand-up act, uh, <laughs> thereby taking more control over it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm calling into question the validity, validity of this uh, moment. I, I love that Alan Rickman really got in his head with, with that, with that thing <laughs> that he said behind his back with that piece of I mean, galaxy quest set gossip. Plausible. <laughs> no, that seems incredibly plausible. Also, this is probably around the time that the Harry Potter movies are taking off. So Tim is watching his old Galaxy Quest co-star yes. become more successful and make more money. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Why Why is he such a big star in the U.S.? He's not even American. <laughs> He's older than me. Oh, man. Um. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's there's there's that. Got to love got to love a good telestrator bit and then that just that just takes us then you know he, he throws us into a bunch of blooper reel bits of tim blowing some scenes um yep we are at this point it is a 42 minute long special and we are you know 
this clip takes us to about the 29 minute mark. Speaking yeah. of Mark, we still have not seen any evidence of the boys on this show. There was like one, no. there's one bit where like Tim and Jill kiss and we get a wider shot of the young boys all making gross out sounds at the side of it. That is the only evidence thus far that there were three children on the show home improvement. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's going to be rectified in the next scene. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be about cars and hot rods. It, it you know, Tim. Uh, th- so also they've the amount of work that went into the these sets that just don't get used, like that that are just a pretext for for Tim to tell everyone to look at some screens because they've now redecorated from the Tool Time set to a pretty detailed replica of the Taylor's garage. Yes. Uh, but it's, it's so that he could talk about cars. Cause so that's can... what the show's about. The show's about cars. No, it's about having sex with your wife and cars. <laughs> it's about having sex with your wife and cars and definitely not thinking about cars when you have sex with your wife. No one is doing that. No one, <laughs> no one would ever do that. What kind of crazy person would do that? Is it hot in here? Um, <laughs> but, but what this show is also low key about is the fact that, 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 you know, they come back and it's Tim and Debbie Dunning standing out there with a McLaren F1, the most early 2000s hot rod that is 100% from Tim Allen's personal collection. Yes. And it's 100% yeah. just... As is his leather jacket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he has uh, He has an extensive garage full of leather jackets that is also tended to by Jay Leno. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Which is really a misuse. Jay Leno should be tending to a garage full of denim jackets, if we know anything it's about true. him. It's true, yes. But just, just, the, just the fact that it's like you, you, like you really had to flex on the fact that you have a McLaren. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, are you surprised? I'm not surprised at all. No, it's just some, uh, sometimes a thing is so purely the thing, you know? It's, yeah. like, it's like if a creepy, if, if like a creepy old dude who worked as a clown then got arrested for being a serial killer, and it's like, it, what? come on, it's just, right? It, it's, <laughs> you know, it just all falls into place. It's like, of course, the car-obsessed guy who who peaked in like 2002 is going to be eager to show off his McLaren F1. Um, what I is six in my craw about this scene, not even my craw. I don't have a craw, but, uh, I think you have a craw. A lot, a lot I, of things I've got a pretty big craw. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Wait, you've got a, you've got a, so you mean your craw is so big that nothing can get stuck in it <laughs> or everything gets stuck in it. That would be a small um, craw. Uh, it's a craw of my craw. It's, um, <laughs> The is that like Scruff thing- McGruff? <laughs> Scruff McGruff. <laughs> We're testing off all the old classics here. Yeah. Um, the thing that sticks out to me, like a sore thumb here, is Tim, you know, you've got this big intro to this car, and, you know, he's got his leather jacket, and ain't it so cool? I'm no, you know, square middle-aged guy showing off his car collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show is about cars and making stuff in the garage and all the cool stuff that men do in the garage, which is the man zone of the world. Uh, in fact, why don't we watch some clips that look a little bit like this? Uh, rock, why don't you uh, cue up some rocking tunes to hit the road with? Oh, my God. And there was a, a split second when I'm like, if we didn't get born to be wild in Wild Hogs, but we do dude, here. Dude, stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> stop stop waiting for stop waiting for Born to be Wild to happen. It's just it's just not going to happen. You're only going to be it sad. It did. It happened in Wild America and I have to I have to live with that's the place that we got it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we also got one of the boys falling in a river in that movie unlike in in uh the Bigfoot Little Bigfoot 2. So the the we don't get Born to be Wild. And I'm thinking, okay, are we going to get um Bad to the Bone? Yeah, a song that they've used on the show before. Uh, no, no, we don't. What, you, what you, do we get, Truman? You, you really, you really thought that they, that Tim Allen was going to splash out on some expensive licensed music for this. You really thought we were going to get uh, something good. We just get like we just get royalty free. Just kind of like just well i don't know i gotta admit it, it took seven years but between joe somebody and this episode your talent for mouth singing copyright free music is just it is it fills me with joy you know you know let no one say that we were wasting our time making this show i for one got something out of it i'm gonna i'm gonna take this on the road um <laughs> It's like, I don't know what they actually, what so, the, I love that it was copyright free version of the, the, the Ghostbusters alarm sounding and <laughs> scrambling to the streets. Wow. Wow. Landon. Wow. You, I mean, I both feel so much love for you in this moment that you immediately seized uh, like that your knowledge of Ghostbusters <laughs> is so deep that you seized on the kind of tossed off music <laughs> cue from Ghostbusters. And I'm also deeply embarrassed that now everyone knows that that's what I reached for. But it's that it's that vibe of just kind of like boogie woogie generic 50s rock music like, oh, here comes some hijinks. Uh-huh. And and it's um and it's just a bunch of shots of, of t- oh man it, there's not even sound they don't even they, they, they didn't need words they had cars then it's just it's just images of Tim clowning around driving cars mugging in cars he he gets into the car by the way I've realized in the process of saying this whatever sports car he's standing in front of is actually not a McLaren F1 I don't know what the fuck you call it but it's the I don't know, guys. Watch the thing. Someone tell me what it's called. I don't want to learn anything more about cars than this fucking show has taught me. Take the bus, why don't you? But he he gets into the car as he tells Rock to cue up the music. We're we're getting the full German cast experience right now, everyone. I just want you to know this. You know what? All of you, I I would like to think that if we did a live show and all of you got a babysitter and drove into the city and everything, like, I would give you the full experience. It wouldn't be clips. But. He tells Rock to cue up some music, and he gets in the car as they go to the clips. And I'm just thinking about the audience. Like, are they just watching Tim Allen sitting in his car, like, kind of bopping around, dancing in the front seat as these clips are playing on the screens also? <laughs> no. No. I I mean, I, having never seen Tim Allen live and not a taping of Tim Allen doing anything, I have seen Jay Leno on uh, mm-hmm. And I saw Jay Leno, I might have relayed this uh, anecdote before, but I saw Jay Leno do one of his last shows um, after he has taken the show back from Conan. Oh, boy. So he was Tonight Show, not Tonight Show, back to the Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon is taking over soon. Great. So in that little stretch, I saw uh, Jay Leno uh, do a taping, and he had... Helen fucking Murin on. 
<laughs> During a commercial break, i.e. a moment when the camera wasn't on him, he shut down like a robot. With Helen Mirren sitting next to him, he just completely disengaged from the audience, from the cameras, from the crew, and just kind of like went inside himself and like looked at the desk until the cameras came back on. I, I That's what I picture Tim Allen doing. Okay, I mean, no... No, you know what? I don't think so, Landon. Jay Leno oh. and Tim Allen are 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 similar types of dude in a lot of ways, and they are very different types of dude in a lot of other ways. Like, I think I think Jay Jay Leno, I think is a much. I think he has a much deeper and richer inner life than Tim Allen does. I think he is way way more introverted. I mean, again, bear in mind, Jay Leno has has never touched any of the money he's made from The Tonight Show. He only lives off of endorsement deals or whatever. He doesn't have any children. This is a man who is just sitting on a gigantic mountain of hundreds of millions of dollars and is seemingly not doing anything with it. Like, I think he's... I think when, when he is ignoring Helen Mirren... He's making plans for whatever, like, super collider he's building at the center of the earth or something. <laughs> Tim, like, Tim, well, on the I other mean, hand, I, he, I think he only exists when people are looking at him. And I think that he, like, is, being in a, front of it, a crowd, he wants to play to him. You're them. making my point for me. This is a moment, because you're talking about what the audience has to watch Tim do while clips are playing. Yeah. He can't control their gaze at that moment. There's nothing for him to do. I could see, but I don't know. I feel like I can get, I get the idea that he is at least comically reacting to the clips or reacting to the music and mugging in the way that he does. I don't think, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he'd want to compete with himself. Mm. I think he wants everyone, just like the opening, just like the pilot episode of Home Improvement, where he's trying to make everyone watch episodes of Tool Time. This is a classic episode. I think he's trying to get this audience to watch classic episodes of home improvement and wants them to have their attention on the screen. I also realize I'm speculating about a real person at this point and maybe we should stop. Yes. His feelings are going to be very hurt because he listens to all of our episodes. Okay. No, it's more for myself. Uh, okay. Well, look, yeah, keep your soul pure. However you can. Uh, but so he gets, he gets out of the car. We are, we have, we have about 11 minutes of this thing left and then he mentions that on the show he was the father of three boys. And finally, finally, he cues up uh, some clips of of Tara Noah Smith and Zachary Ty Bryan and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Lasts one minute and 30 seconds. Yep. Out of a 42-minute special. Yep. Uh, and it's a lot of kind of like... And, and again, a lot of these bits are sort of the boys talking to him like an extended sequence of like... Dad, there's a snake behind you. Dad, there's a snake behind you. It's, it's all it's all scenes involving Tim. Out of how many episodes we had about the kids going through their own storyline, there's nothing where you know, we the Randy stuff we get is him, you know, clowning on Tim. It's uh uh you know, when Tim's like uh you want me to uh, to more power your laptop and Randy's like I could just save you some time and throw it against the wall. Mm-hmm. Great line, but like why can't we see Randy going through something on his own without Tim Allen having to be part of it here? Yes, yes. And, and, like, the very, the last, the like, the last scene of this, and one of the more extended scenes, is Tim talking to Brad in the At Sea episode saying, look, sex is like a car. You want to keep it in the garage as long as possible, and then when the time comes to open up the garage, 
car cover. And it's like, so A, Brad has no lines in this. Brad is just sitting there watching (laughs) him say it. B, you found a way to make the sequence about your sons still be about sex. Like, like the... the, (laughs) This this is the horniest piece of home improvement content that exists. And yes, I recognize it's just because it is farming all of the sexiest, horniest moments from home improvement. But the fact that the editorial choice was made to only pull those bits from the show is really weird. <laughs> yeah, I no, I agree with you. I guess, yeah, it kind of washed over me when I was watching it, as clip shows do. But now that you're pointing it out... That makes sense. And it goes to like, okay, I'm going to just spoil where we're going with this. The last like big sequence that we get is, um, or not big, not the last one, but like last extended scene that we get to watch. This is one they're like, out of the eight seasons we've done, what is one of the three extended scenes we're going to put into this thing? How about when Tim has to go to the vasectomy? Oh my God. Yes. Uh, and, this is why we never covered uh, Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm revealing this now. <laughs> we said we were going to, and then we didn't. Yeah. yeah I didn't I... want to give any extra exposure to this. <laughs> you were... Everything in that book circles back to Tim's dick. You, you were Everything. so mad. You were so mad when you read, like, one and a half chapters of it. <laughs> I – it is – it's one of the most egregious pieces of content that's ever been produced. And this show is the special that we've watched. uh, I realize is exactly the same thing. It's, it's sex, 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 men are pigs. Women are beings that make pigs life difficult. Also, I have a dick and doesn't it hurt when I get hit in the balls? Yeah. Yeah. The, the also Richard Karn, comes back out to introduce this with him. They're both holding the scripts, and it's like, oh boy, there was one really difficult episode. We called it the vasectomy one. I thought it was going to be the cancer episode. Yes, I thought so too. That episode, like, actually went, like, did did this vasectomy stuff make a huge cultural impact? Like, I agree, it's, I guess it's, yes, it's important. We probably said this when we made the episode about it. It's important to show a guy getting a vasectomy and normalize that and make it okay. Like, that's, but like, the the episode, I don't think the episode was memorable because of this extended sequence of just the, Tim being set up to talk about his nutsack. The episode was so ineffective that I couldn't tell you now, having, being probably two of the only people in this world who have gone to such detail on this show, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you whether or not Tim got the vasectomy. I, look... I couldn't, I could not, if you'd said, hey, when Tim gets a vasectomy, is his urologist female? I would have said, no, I don't think so. And it turns out that she is, because that's the whole thrust, if you will, of this scene, is that it's Tim Mm -hmm. objecting to a woman saying all these things about his cock and balls to him. Okay, so, I mean, the the babysitter, you you probably booked her for, what, four or five hours? I mean, if you go to dinner as well. Well, I don't know if you had a cocktail before the show. You have made an entire night out of going to this live show, date night, and you're sitting in the theater for, like, like two to three minutes of it is just sitting in silence watching Tim Allen talking about his wiener. It's... Just like, and, well, and, I mean, people do that to his live show, his stand-up as well, so. 
I, I guess I guess it was a different time, but like, I, I, it's it's just, it, and this is one of the yeah this is one of the last things we have like five or six minutes of the show left, and it's like we we saved the the best for last. This show where we watched three little boys grow up into men, and where there was a lot of affection for the the characters. Like, there's not even a sequence. There's not even a montage of Al. Richard Karn is there, and there's not a montage of Al. There is no indication to any of the character arc that Al goes through on this series at all. It's, God, it just gets grosser the more I think about it. It's like, they, it's like <laughs> t- Tim Allen blocked out an, an hour of, of primetime TV, and it's like, we're going to do a home improvement retrospective, which is mainly going to be a retrospective on all the times that I had, my fake character had sex or talked about his dick. Mm-hmm. Um, dear God. The, uh, we do get, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna try to steer us in the right place. We the do ending, get, yes. uh, a minute sequence of a remembrance of Earl Hindman. Uh, do we do we get a remembrance? I mean, we not not like an in memoriam, but we get a like ah Wilson. Yes, that was one of my favorite parts of the show. Yes, and we get you know a sequence of clips of Wilson. Yeah, uh, that is that is good. The biggest my biggest takeaway from the Wilson sequence is how much the the distance between the slats of the fence changed over the years. I know. <laughs> I did too. Yes, and and it also it, it also this does highlight one of my favorite characters, the magic phone pole that periodically appears in Wilson's yard. <laughs> oh, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we get and we get Wilson's scene where he yells at Jill about how no one ever asks him how he's doing and kicks over the trash can. So that's cool. Good for him. I know, and I thought the same thing this time that I thought during the regular episode. I was like, what a waste of all those apples. <laughs> I you know and I'm gonna say the thing now that I probably said then they could easily have been fake apples. Yeah, they could have. I doubt it though. Is that is now let before we say anything else about it? Is there anything more interesting we could be talking about, or do we want to keep debating the the uh, nope <laughs> the the veracity of some apples? Um. Okay, so from I mean I would rather talk about that than talk about Tim Allen's sexual appetite anymore well you know we have three more uh we have three more uh, minutes left of the episode and he i'm sure every last one of them is is packed with uh with so much genital content uh but no red delicious apples which are not my favorite well okay i mean that's uh, you know you're you're afraid to offend tim allen but you're not afraid to offend the red delicious clan that's uh that's a really uh it's an inter- that's an interesting uh, stance to take. Look- wait, 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 wait! I got one more. Okay, great, good. That was a bushel of apples. Uh, okay, all right. You got me back. You got me back because of its because uh, of Al wordplay. Uh, How do you like them apples? Apples. I like them a lot. Uh, so from this, Tim takes us into just one more montage of him getting hurt and smashing into things. Uh, yeah, which. You know, yeah, kind of like the ones we saw earlier. I guess we did a lot yep. of that on this show. <laughs> Which, yeah, again, it, it just kind of brought back the point I made earlier that the, the real star of the show are the stunt people and the special effects crew who did all of this live. You know, that's not something you saw on a sitcom. It takes a lot of technical prowess to do it in front of a studio audience rather than like a movie where, you know, you've got 
you probably don't have many takes to do it, but you're not doing it in front of, you know, any more audience than the crew. And that in and of itself is, you know, pressure add to it. People that have to sit there and, you know, wait for the, the, you know, the effect to go off and the additional safety precaution. Like there's a lot of shit that must go into it, you know, for a live taping. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just hats off to them. Yeah. We've never really talked about them too much on the show. And, uh, uh, that was my big takeaway. This show is unique because of that. Yeah, it, it, you know, we didn't talk about them much, and they sure as hell don't talk about them on this. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I mean, true. it's something else that I think of watching this is how many clips in the past, it, you know, it, it, towards the end of this thing, we cut back to, like, like th- this montage of Tim kind of breaking stuff or tripping and falling or whatever it, it, here at the end. There's a bunch of cuts to... Tim sitting on the empty, rusty chassis of his yet-to-be-built hot rod and pretending to drive it, which don't really go with the theme of Tim breaking things or falling through things. And also, we've seen clips of Tim pretending to drive a car in the car montage earlier, so it's like they're really (laughs) leaning into just the imaginary car bit right at the end. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, how how we love that imaginary car. And then, you know, Earl Hinman comes on, Heinman comes on and says, you know, we always end the show with some bloopers. And so we're going to do that again. And uh, we get some some additional bloops that we've seen throughout the years. Yes. Uh, Not not even, in my personal opinion, the best bloops. No. Just bloops. No, not not superb bloops, really. Uh, You know, I mean, and also... Worth noting, another another sign that this is uh, the brainchild of Tim Allen and had, uh, you know, Tim Allen had final cut on everything. All of these montages of kind of the big moments from Home Improvement, you know, we get the beam dropping on the car, we mm-hmm. get, uh, you know, we get all of the, you know, we get the house exploding, all these big things. You know, they shot a big musical song and dance sequence. A lot of <laughs> interesting right. stuff you could that cut would, to, probably. That would look really flashy in a clip show. Yeah, and it even directly revolves around Tim sitting in a car, so he could easily cut to that. But <laughs> oddly, right. it seems as though uh, whoever edited this didn't want to showcase any of those scenes. Yeah, and uh, do you want to, just to, to really drive home the point drive that you're making, home. and uh, it'll segue into my last question. What's the what's the very last bloop we get? Uh, let's see. What is the? I don't remember what the very last bloop we get is. It's is, the one from Crazy for You. Oh, where he's dressed up as a zombie. God, you're right. He's dressed up as the as the zombie, and she comes down. She and he's like, "Kiss me before I I get rigor mortis." And she kisses him. And he says, "Now I'm getting rigor mortis somewhere else." <sighs> last thing we hear. So, Last bit of home improvement content ever. Did you know that Tim fucks? Because he does. <laughs> and you might think maybe he only fucked three times because of the boys. No, he's fucked more than three times. Okay. Truman. Landon, I've been broken. Thank you for making me remember that. This truly has broken You're me welcome. down. I needed you broken down because I, I can't have any semblance of ego or or capital S self when you come to this question. Okay, great. Tim Allen presents a user's guide to home improvement. A retrospective four years after the show ends, a look back at the best bits. What do you think is home improvement's legacy? And is it this? 
this as in this vibe, this feeling this that we special. have, this special. Yeah, I think it is. I think that ultimately, really? like, I, I think, look, I think that home improvement is so many wonderful and beautiful things. I think that there is so much to love and look back on and reflect fondly on from home improvement uh, that we have discovered in the course of the show. I think that none of those things are things that people generally think of or talk about when they talk about home improvement. I think that the things that they think about and talk about are this, the cultural picture of home improvement that people have when they think about it at all. It's Tim burping while trying to have sex with his wife. It is Tim sitting in a hot rod pretending to drive. It is a sexy lady uh, introducing Tim's tool show. It is Tim Mm -hmm. falling through the roof. It's like people aren't like this show, you know, it didn't highlight Al. This show didn't highlight the relationship between Randy and Jill. This mm-hmm. show didn't, you know, this this didn't highlight. There's so much stuff that went on on the show, including stuff that Tim was a part of and instrumental of, that this show didn't point arrows to because, like, the those are not the things that people think about when they think about home improvement. They think about the dumbest, loudest bits, and this shines a light on the dumbest, loudest bits. Huh. What I, mean, I what do you think? Want to pose something to you that might segue into some foreshadowing for next week? Our Gruntwork series spectacular. Yes. Do you think that's the case, as you described it, or could this potentially be a case of history being written by the victors, in that Home Improvement's legacy? has been secured by the non-changing persistence of Tim Allen, mm. who he is, mm-hmm. and shows like this, um, that- where they selectively decide what to show, mm-hmm. what not to show, when looking back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's absolutely true. Tim Allen, Tim Allen is the only one who came out of this with their career... Like, like, he was the only one who was ascendant coming out of this, and even though his career has certainly been checkered, he still has more name recognition than anyone else. So when people are talking about home improvement, they are basically talking about the kind of home improvement that Tim wants to show us or Tim wants to talk about. The only person with star power to rival his was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and he took himself off the board. So, yep. yeah, yeah, no, I, I, think that's, I think that's a very astute observation. Like, had... Had Patricia Richardson blown up and gone further, had Richard Karn blown up and gone further, things that I wish had happened for both of them, we probably would have had, you know, there we would have been seeing more of the clips of them having big moments, of their big laughs, of their big emotional beats. But that because that didn't mm-hmm. happen, these are the beats that we get. These are the beats <laughs> that Tim wants us... Tim is beating us over the head with these beats. Well, I love beets, and you know that because I've eaten them on the show before. Yes. Um, and and everyone else hates beets because they listened to you eat them on the show before. <laughs> and it sounded a little something like this. Uh, I am so getting... sorry. I hope you edit that out. Yeah, I, def- um, I definitely am. Thank you. Uh, so here's the foreshadowing for next week. I think we have an opportunity, 
a small one, obviously, as that we are a podcast, which inherently has a smaller audience than a massive hit show. Mm-hmm. Um, and an even smaller audience in that it's a podcast about home improvement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we limit ourselves a fraction of a fraction of an audience. But we do, however small the opportunity is, it's there to begin to change what the legacy of home improvement is. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we have been arbiters of the show. Uh, I'm not going to take credit for this, uh, but kind of I'm not trying to do a humble brag, but just kind of quoting some of the reviews we've received in that we've been, <laughs> while maybe a little unforgiving at times yeah. <laughs> of how frustrated uh, we can get, generally are pretty even-handed yeah, uh, yeah. in our assessments. Yeah, which I've appreciated seeing people uh, seeing people say that, because I feel like we do, for how much how critical we are, I feel like we do a good job of not constantly slamming, even though we've been slamming a lot this episode. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I feel like even in retrospect, I'll acknowledge when I was unduly unfair to a, an episode, I, you know, like the one between Harry and his son, I was clearly going through something during mm-hmm. that episode, mm-hmm. sure, sure. and it made it painted my experience with it. Yeah, um, maybe I will feel the same about the movie Zoom uh, at some point when I am able to look back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, you'll you'll watch Zoom every every year at some point. You'll reflect happily <laughs> on that film. I don't I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, so I I th- I want us to think and maybe come back for the Gruntwork series spectacular. What what we, what? How do we want to reset the narrative about Home Improvement's legacy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it, if it's not just about dick and balls and farts in bed, <laughs> this, is, this is a start to a limerick. I feel like uh, it's like one of those T-shirts that's just like dick ampersand balls ampersand uh, uh, farts ampersand bed. <laughs> Gruntwork merch uh, right there. Yeah, <laughs> right at the end. What is it? What is it that we want? To leave people with, uh, what is the legacy that we feel as fans, uh, should be written for home improvement? Yeah, yeah, I I like that idea. I I that that's something that I'll think on as we as I continue to feverishly do homework and prepare for this final episode. Yeah, that's all the the notes and questions I've had uh throughout this. Um, I guess. We didn't go into personal reflections early on, uh, we've, and we kind of got your personal reflections throughout. But do you want to summarize your your thoughts on this one? Should people seek this out? I no, no, you you shouldn't. Don't don't do it, guys. Don't. You're not going to get anything from there. This is all. This is all the parts of home improvement we don't like, and none yeah. of the parts that we do. You don't need to see this. I mean, it's not going to make you happy. Go watch Galaxy Quest again. Some of the the scenes that they show, you know the uh, the restaurant sequence, the magnets, you know, the, I, I like those sequences. I'm not gonna say there's nothing here we don't like, but or that I don't like, but it, I I would prefer them in the context of their own episodes rather than kind of being uh, curated through this lens. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's a fair observation. It's, it's honestly better to find, to look at these scenes in context, even if it's in the context of an episode that is otherwise not very funny. It's still better to Mm -hmm. watch than this. Um, I feel (laughs) like, uh, this, this scratched my completionist itch. 
But um, I agree. I, I This isn't something that needs to be seen. Probably something better not having seen. Uh, I have no real other perspectives on this thing. I, I It's just curious that it exists. The, the, like, can you imagine another sitcom coming back only four years after it went off the air to do a big live retrospective that's aired on TV? Like, that feels weird to me. I, I could see it happening, but I couldn't see it being done this poorly and and focusing this narrowly <laughs> on only one yeah. member of the cast. That is... That is what's weird. I could see, I could see, like NBC trying to milk some more money out of Seinfeld with a Seinfeld retrospective a few yeah. years Frasier after. Frasier feels ended. like it would be an, a series that they would do that with. Sure, like they'd all come out in tuxedos or like it's a, you know, some sort of uh, dinner party that they're hosting. Yeah, yeah, but even then, it would just be done better than this. It would, it would shine a light on everyone and not just be Kelsey Grammer mm-hmm. taking us on a personal Kelsey Grammer tour of all the best Kelsey Grammer moments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this feels weird. It's just a weird artifact that I, I don't know how it was created, why it was created, and why it continues to exist. Uh, but it does, and we've done our due diligence. We've covered all of the home improvement content there is to cover, I feel like. And now my watch is ended. Although, is there... Hold on. I'm going <laughs> to... Am I at the last second looking to see if there's one more piece of content we can cover? Yeah, let, let's... Was there... Was there ever one of those, like... Who who used to do them? Was it Hallmark or Lifetime would do behind-the-scenes TV movies? Well, I mean... I, I mean, look, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, there is on the DVD, there is like a behind the scenes, you know, featurette that's like. No, I meant like a dramatization. Episode. Oh, I'm, I, I cannot, I cannot imagine. And if there is one, I, I don't know if I can bear it, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I'm not finding anything. But, we, we, um, we'd know if it was out there. We'd yeah. know. Yeah, you're right. At this point, after this many years, yeah, you're right. We'd know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Trust ourselves. Do we make one ourselves? No. You know what? I, I think that <laughs> it, I think that in addition to not making that, we should also stop making this episode because I, oh, okay. I think we've listen. I we have we have there was not a lot of meat on the bone, and we have now just like uh, it stopped us. We, we've 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 cracked it open, and we are sucking marrow out of there, and it's bad. <laughs> All right. Okay, I just you know it's the penultimate episode of Grunt Work. I just wanted to I just wanted to make it last. Um, I, look, I, I I get it, I get it. We're, people are getting their money's worth though. You having listened to this had a better time than that poor guy and his wife who drove all the way up from Long Beach to to watch the uh, Tool Time live show. Oh, okay. Well, listen, you can help make Grunt Work last by becoming a Patreon subscriber over at Patreon.com/GruntWorkPod where you'll be able to get access to our entire archive of Gruntwork Nights episodes. And those are coming to an end as well. Um, we have, I think, from when this episode drops, three episodes of Gruntwork Nights to release. Um, but they will always be available for you over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod, and you can get access to them for as little as $1. And that goes towards... Uh, helping keep Gruntwork Legacy alive and supporting the additional shows that uh, we will do henceforth. So um, go over there, subscribe, get information on what else we are doing in the future. Um, 
You can also help keep the show alive by rating or reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to these podcasts because um, I'm sure the algorithm isn't going away anytime soon. And the algorithm (laughs) that we all live by says if there's no activity, uh, then it must be dead content. And we don't want to be dead content. So even if this is in 2032 that you're listening to the show for the first time, you can leave us a rating review and that will help bump our numbers up and get people to listen to the show. Yeah, look, I, I I want to do what John Lennon said and imagine no algorithm, but I, I just, I can't. I, I don't think a world that beautiful is possible. <laughs> uh, okay, you can uh, also stop by on Instagram and say hi to us uh, at GruntWorkPod. Um, that will... That account will remain alive, though not very active. Um, you know, I'll still check it, I guess. But uh, we'll we'll give you uh, updates on where else to catch us soon. You can always reach us at gruntworkpodcast at gmail dot com, and um, all of these episodes live and will live and continue to live forever until the internet dies at our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. And with any luck, our episode library is up and search functionality is up so you can go and search through season by season to your heart's content to find the episodes that you want. We've even categorized them by bonus episodes, Oof. movie episodes, etc. Ha! Huh. That's amazing. Look at you. Huh. Giving yourself an edit point again. Ha! Huh. Um, <laughs> huh. the, the episode ended long ago. Oh, okay. No one is hearing uh, this. I guess... Uh, I don't have anything else here. Do you have anything else, Truman? I have nothing else, Landon. Then, until next week, when we bring you the series finale of Grunt Work. Insane. I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, we've had a lot of fun listening to our theme song outro music over the years. In fact, it sounded a little something like this. 